on, everyone? Welcome back to the Intermission Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Alex. And once again, we have your favorite hockey crew, Michaela Garashi, Evan Brown, and Josh Kim. Last time they were on the World Junior episode, and we talked about the Leafs a little bit too much. So we uh, decided, why not make an entire episode about the Leafs? So here we are in the 2021 NHL Leafs Primer episode. What's going on, everyone? Thanks for having us, Alex, once yeah, again. Yeah, thanks again. Thanks. This is yeah. going to be fun. Uh, the good old Toronto Maple Leafs. We are only a couple days away, hopefully, from the NHL season. Our friends down in the States aren't doing too well with the COVID cases. Dallas Stars have had to cancel their first two games against the Florida Panthers. And a couple other teams had a couple COVID cases. Right now in, in Canada, it seems like it's okay, but you never know. So we see with the NBA right now, there's a lot of uh, cancellation and COVID protocols going on. But um, let's hope we have an opening night game for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I'm going to let you take the floor. Let's start with Michaela. What do you expect from the Leafs this year, considering all the stuff we've seen over the last few years and then the offseason that they've had? I think the Leafs are going to have a stronger year than they did last year. I think just looking at, you know, how they came into the season last year, they still had Mike Babcock as their coach. They, there was kind of a lot of drama surrounding the team. So I think this year is going to be a clean slate for them. They've made some changes. And I'm really predicting that they're going to be top two in that division, if not number one. All right, Josh, what do you think? Uh, that's pretty bold. Um, uh, I think I'm going to try and avoid the bias for as, 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 as long as I can. But, like, they were my, they were my uh, runaway pick to take home the division crown. And I mean, like, that, that, I mean, I've been, I haven't been right on all my predictions so far but just looking at their team and, and looking at the attitude that Kyle Dubas took heading into the offseason what he was able to accomplish what he was able to do with the resources that he had is just really impressive to me and a lot of a lot of people I think a lot of people are skeptical of of him only because like it seems so hard to attain um you know getting getting help on the blue line is is hard in itself but also getting tougher getting bigger getting stronger is also just as hard and and doing it in a way that will please the fan base and, and actually make the team better is is a pretty challenging thing to do, but so far so good. He 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 set out uh, the goals and he he went out and literally got it done. And, and you don't really see that from uh, upper level management nowadays. And and you know all all of them are all talk typically, and and rarely do they actually get get their stuff together and actually go out and and get the assets that they need. But Kyle Dubas did that, and and this I think is the first year that we're going to be able to see Kyle Dubas's team overall because. Pretty much now, there's very little remaining from the from the Lou Lamorello era, and even the Mike Babcock era. There's very few assets remaining from from that team, and and now, and now with a pretty much a clean slate, and in, in in a year that that the Leafs need to to live up to expectation, I think this is it, it lined up perfectly for them, and this is going to be a good year, um, all around. I think, and I think, uh, you know, all the pieces that he brought in are are definitely going to need to deliver, and they probably will. So it, it's not a stretch to say that they're the runaway favorite to take home. Um, to win first in the division and and looking at the other Canadian teams, which I'm which I'm sure we'll get into later, you know, it's it's definitely a good matchup and a good division to be in. So I'm I'm really excited for this year. I, I look forward to analyzing it uh and following it closely. And yeah, I, I mean I'm gonna agree with Michaela on this one. I think they're definitely right now they're the leading candidates to to win it all. Yeah, I got scared. I thought you were gonna jump right in the gun and say cup favorites right away. Oh I god. <laughs> I like I'm not I'm not that type of person. I mean <laughs> I can't speak no. for Evan. I know I know Michaela isn't, but Evan might be. So like I'm not I'm not I'm not like that. I'm realistic about it. No, they're uh, not Kyle, <laughs> Kyle Dubas 2.0 is coming in uh, Brock University. So uh, <laughs> let's hear what you have to say, Evan. Man, he's gonna pump his tires so much. Oh my god. I love Kyle <laughs> Dubas. I got a actually I got a poster in my closet of Kyle Dubas. <laughs> Alex, you weren't supposed to. 
we weren't supposed to mention that. Uh, <laughs> I think, I, I, yeah, I won't pump him too much, but I do like the job Dubas did. He addressed all the needs that the Leafs had. I won't go as far as to say cup favorites. That's even for me, that's a bold take, but I do think that I do think that they will make it past the first round this year. Personally, I think they have uh, the best. This is, this is one of the better Leafs teams we've seen over uh, uh, compared to the past few years. And I think I like the word, uh, the words Josh said with clean slate is now you have pretty much everybody from the Lamarillo era gone and you have just a fresh year with uh, Sheldon Keefe as, as the head coach. And I think as well, you think about past Leaf seasons, there was a lot of different like drama and going on like last season, especially we saw with like the Matthews court cases and uh, with Marner contracts, Nylander contracts, and then Marner's dad and all sorts of stuff there. Now we have a clean slate. There's no drama going into the season. It is just clean slate. You have to go out and win. You have, all the pieces that Kyle Dubas has added now and has tried to address the need, it's now or never, I think, for the, for this Leafs team. And I think it's, uh, well, not never, but I think it's important that they do well this season. And I think they will do well this season. I do think they will take that uh, Canadian division. Uh, and I'm excited to see them go up against just the interesting goaltending situations that we have around the Canadian division because you now have Matt Murray with Ottawa, which... I don't know how well that's going to play. Uh, you have Edmonton, who has subpar goaltending, and you have a lot of... I mean, I think the only real challenge goaltending-wise that we're going to have is Carey Price, really. Uh, I think. Vancouver, too. Oh, they have Holby. Yeah. And couple, you're all forgetting Markstrom, like, right off the top. You guys are all forgetting oh, Calgary. Yeah. Okay. Vancouver has great Holby, too. So there, There's good goalies in the Canadian <laughs> division. It's, it's, oh, basically, sure. it's, it's basically just... Um, is Ottawa good enough to get one win against the Leafs this year? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they are. I think they so are. too. I, I think so. They're, I think they're good enough to get two wins off them this year. Like I, I, I actually I mean, have faith in Ottawa because even though times. you look, even though Matt Murray has been like notoriously bad against the Leafs, Ottawa's actually a good team, and I like I respect I respected them last year, and you know they got the talent this year, especially if Stutzla pops off in the NHL like everyone's expecting him to. Like they definitely have the capability to steal at least a couple. And don't forget Evgeny Dadanov is a consistent 30 goal score they picked up. They made some moves in free agency. Um and we cannot see- get through five minutes of this podcast without Alex bring up a Florida Panther or former Florida <laughs> Jesus. Well Alex Galchenyuk, we'll see what he can do. He's not a former Florida Panther. He does party in Miami a lot though. Don't ask how I know that. <laughs> I I genuinely think that this is going to be a division where everybody can beat everybody. Like going into a game, there's obviously going to be favorites, but it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, Ottawa beats Vancouver or this person beats this person. Like it's going to be kind of a different winner every time. I think. That's a a fair take. Uh, I'd agree with that. This Canadian division is just going to be chaos encapsulated because we're going to see like so many, like we're going to see the Sens upset a team and then, the fan base is going to freak out and be like, oh, how did we lose to the Sens, even though the Sens are half decent? And uh, it's it's going to be a chaotic year, especially Twitter for is, Twitter is not going to be fun, considering all the Ryerson people I know that like different Canadian teams. Like, I can already see the beef that's about to go down on the timeline. It's going to be, oh, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be a fun year, though. Oh, yeah. It definitely oh, yeah. is going to be a fun year, for sure. And even though it's probably only going to be one, it's going to be one year of this division, I'm hoping that the pandemic's better next season, but um, it's going to be really exciting to see like the kind of Stanley cup matchups we can have just because there's no East and West. We can have, 
I don't know exactly know what the alignment is for the playoffs now, but there can be some uh, rivalries that from the East or the West that normally can't have Stanley Cup runs. But let me focus on the Leafs. My big signing for the Leafs was Joe Thornton. I think the leadership that he brings, not ju- not to like actually like contribute any offense. Like they got plenty of offense. I just think the locker room guy would be kind of uh, interesting because Jumbo Joe has been in the league for so long. Um, definitely not for he was on the I think he was on the first line in Leafs practices or something. Yeah, yep. I don't know how long. Yeah, that's he's gonna on the power. Last. He's gonna be on the power play too. I, I don't know how long that's gonna last, but um. I find it's such an interesting line, like Marner, Matthews, and Thornton. Yeah, it's like we got two, like I think Matthews might have been born, like I don't know when Joel Thornton was drafted, 90-something. 97, 97, 97. And what's Matthews in 97? I have no idea how old Matthews is. I think Matthews Matthews might be, nah, Matthews like 23 now. Oh, he was also born in 1997. Oh, boy. So so. was Marner. They're both 97s, but I think Matthews like a late 97. So Marner and Matthews were born the same year Joe Thornton was drafted first overall, and now they're both playing power play on the Leafs. Go figure. No, I I really want to just speak on that. I I personally like you know I I agree with him being you know on the on the top line because I think that's kind of interesting. But I I don't I don't necessarily agree with him being on the power play. I mean, you know, there's only so many. I mean, like the 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 flip side of all this are all these arguments is that you know if it doesn't work out, you can just change it up immediately. But there is something to be said about about uh, you know doing what the crowd wants and actually playing strategic hockey here. And I think a lot of people wanted to see Thorne in, in those high leverage roles. And now that he is, I I don't. I was really skeptical of the signing, maybe because like recency bias and and the whole Marlowe ordeal and that like like blew up in our faces like immediately. So now, like having version two of the Marlowe signing coming to Toronto, I, 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 I don't know. I'm not really that confident in him. I want to be like, I really want to be because Joe Thornton's such a likable player. But just from a logistics standpoint, I don't really see the need, and I don't really see the need for him to be playing in high level in every high leverage leverage role that he is uh, that he currently that he's currently finding himself in. So like, like I said, it, it's just an interesting dynamic now on the team, like it could work like a charm because like we rarely see lines like that now in the league, it could work, but uh, you know, I, I would be, I would, it, I would give it a short leash for sure. If I was the coach. The one thing is like, I know you compared Thornton a little bit to the Marlowe contract. And the one good thing is I feel like this. Yeah. Not the contract, just the, just okay. The yeah. Cause I was going to say like, this Marlo's definitely got a lot. Yeah. Like it's in its one year or whatever, but I think it's interesting what Keith's doing and he's having, you know, like the three vets, if you want to call them that with Spezza and Thornton and Simmons all playing on the power play split between the two units, but all on the power play. And I find that really interesting. I mean, I don't know how long it's going to stay like that. I don't think it's a bad way to start. Um, Cause obviously I feel like the Leafs power play hasn't been the best. So kind of trying whatever might spark something and get them going early. I'd like to see them play around with it a little bit and give some other people a shot. But hey, if it works, it works. And I'm going to trust Keith on this one. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just excited to see if Thornton can make an impact in those situations. I think you give it, you give it to him to start because he has the reputation. And uh, I think just because Leafs Nation wants to see that, I, I wanted to see that, I feel. Uh, and I think uh, as far as the power play units go, I don't know how long they will last, but I, w- I was actually going to ask you guys what you think about that. Cause 
the power play lines are very like uh, even. Like they tried to like even them out in a sense and make them just too dominant. When in when a, what a lot of teams are doing are just loading up their first power play and keeping them out there for most of the time. Do you guys think that uh, they should just have one loaded one that they play like seventy five percent of the time instead of having it fifty fifty, or do you like having the uh, the two mostly balanced lines? Well, according to last year, the Leafs were like third highest in the league in power play percentage. So like it wasn't bad per se. It was just you know, Evan, to your point, it was just um, they were loading up that first one. We saw Matthews on it, Tavares on it, and, and Marner all on the same line. Splitting them up, I think, is actually a good idea. Um, I agree. I'm, I'm gonna I totally you why. agree with you on that. Um, there's a reason. I think there's a reason Tavares isn't playing the wing on Matthews and Marner's line. I think there's a reason for that. And, you know, the same goes for the power play. Like, if you can have two dominant lines, like, there's really okay, – there's really no point in loading up a first line. And if they can't get it done, you're sending out a bunch of scrubs for the second unit. Like, yeah. who was even on the second unit? Like, like Andreas Janssen saw some time. He was, like, struggling mightily. And, like, Kapanen was probably on that power, that second power play unit last year. Yeah, it was it was a weird group. Yeah, it was just a weird that. combination. So, like, if, if you can count on both of your power play units to get it done and you can just interchange them at will and see who's riding the – like, who see who has the hot hand, like, that's actually a really effective strategy. And, that's like, props to Sheldon Key for – for going out there and being bold like that and and splitting up the big three and you know only time will tell but you know the 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 luxury that the Leafs have this year is that they can really interchange players at will at this point and and the versatility on this on this roster is is really impressive so if something's not working Keith can immediately make an in-game change and have the awareness to do that and at the end of the day that's going to really benefit the Leafs going forward and and really like you know I'm not going to say there's going to be rough patches because there definitely will be. It's Toronto, but uh, <laughs> what you know, is there not? To, to yeah, have the knowledge that that there's a lot of interchangeables and there's a lot of variables and a lot of, there's a lot of players that can rise to the occasion and step up when they're called upon is uh, quite comforting as both an analyst and a Leaf fan. Yeah, and I think a thing you kind of mentioned there is Keith will be able to change things on the fly, and I think that's the one really positive thing about him as a coach is he's not afraid to make changes. He's not afraid to try new things, which is so important with a team like this with all these guys that have so much talent you need to try different things because you never know what's going to work you might find something just on a whim and i think that's super important especially coming into this year playing these new opponents that you don't normally see a ton um if you look at the power play units like just so everyone knows this is from Kristen shilton and it was tweeted yesterday matthews marner thornton simmons riley and the other units tavares nylander hyman spezza letnin don't forget, Miko Lettinen led the KHL in points by a defenseman. That's a big addition. And Riley's back on that top power play unit. I know last year, to get Tyson Berry going, he actually um, gave up his spot for a time to be on that first power play unit. But now Riley's back on that power play unit. And don't forget, a couple of years ago, Wayne Simmons had a lot of goals. It was like 30 or something, maybe a little bit more. I mean, just a net front presence, if you want to put him in front of the net or like kind of down low, like, I don't know exactly how he's going to fare, but with playing with Matthews and Marner and Riley to give you the puck, like Simmons can be a big addition on that power play unit, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think they even said that it's going to be Hyman in front of the net on one of the units, and then Simmons is going to be in front of the net on the other, which I kind of like. I, I love, I think. I think it's a good balance between the two lines. And uh, I think just overall, uh, you mentioned Lettinen, uh, Alex, and I think Lettinen, was a very, very good pickup by the Leafs. I think uh, the fact that, I mean, yes, he was playing in the KHL last year and was the top scoring defenseman, and that's not the NHL, but still shows he is a solid defenseman. 
that can is uh well while offensively minded is just a solid uh, a solid overall player and i think he can really have a good impact on that second power play unit and I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do this year but i think uh as well with the leafs what i like is the fact that this year they have a lot of depth like you were like you were kind of talking about uh josh they have guys who can slot in if they have to they have they have a bunch of ben, uh, defensemen now that could slip in on that bottom pairing if they had to kind of thing with you had now that you have dermot bogosian Latin and Sandine. You can even put in Lilligren if you really had to and you really had a lot of injuries, but you're forgetting uh, one important name, eh? I didn't want to mention him. I didn't want to mention him, but you're forgetting the seventh defenseman of the year every single year for the past like six years. Marty Marinchin, man. That Marty guy Marinchin is there too. Marty he is, Marinchin he is back. plays if he plays another game for the Leafs, I'm probably gonna just like throw out my TSN subscription. Like it's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> He's a good man. He he's a good player. Good, good depth player. What can I say? He's he's six foot twelve and he can't play in the corner. Like I don't understand how that's possible. Well, at least keep bringing him back. But he's not even gonna you're, like. You're... He's not even gonna be the top eight defenseman. Yeah. Like Dermot's your point, not even yeah. Now it's like Dermot's not even in the lineup right now. So yeah, like, like, obviously <laughs> the seventh spot would go to him if he didn't make the team. Martin Brinson has two hundred twenty-seven career NHL games. How is that, that is possible? Shocking. That's how a great that career. Possible? That is a fantastic career. Like when you think about it, though, how many like how many games did he play last year? Like too six. many. <laughs> because too many. because the Leafs last had so year, many. He played like oh wow, last year. twenty six games last year. I mean, he played in the playing round. That's more than enough for him. Four, <laughs> Four points on the year. Think wow. about how many injuries. Like Morgan Riley was literally hurt the entire season last year. Even when he was playing, he was injured. Like he played hurt for the whole like first part of the season. Mm. So. That's going to be a huge difference this year, too. If he can stay healthy, if, you know, even the big guys can stay healthy. There was a rare time when we had the whole team healthy last year. I think the defense depth they have this year is going to come up really big in the playoffs because we saw what happened when Jake Muzzin went down. The team looked lost. The defense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like. Because there was nobody. I did not like Cody Cece last year. And Martin Marincin made him look like a freaking (laughs) all-star. That is very true. And Cody Cece looked like a traffic cone for half the season. You know, I was actually, I got sucked into that. I got, I was actually hyped about Cody Cece because I thought he was like decent. And then I realized that all the Ottawa fans thought he was a pylon. I'm like, oh, this is not going to end well. And there's like three defensemen I've seen that are worse than Cody Cece. One's Martin Marincin. One's Mike Matheson. And who he's actually ironically partnered with now in Pittsburgh, just saying. I feel so team. bad for you, Penguins I, I, fans. Yep, I, I that that pairing is going to be deadly. Like Norris, yeah, yeah, deadly. They're gonna, they might, they might have a negative sixty goal differential, like a, like a minus sixty on the plus minus. That's how bad Mike Matheson is. Pittsburgh bought out Jack Johnson and then immediately got a younger version of Jack Johnson <laughs> with Cody Cece. Oh my and god! And they, they gave up Patrick Hornfist for and that. And they gave up like, Patrick Here Hornfist you go, for take Hornfist. Oh but I remember, gosh. I remember on Twitter when we got Cody Cece, Sens fans were like, "Like you're literally just getting Nikita Zaitsev again. Like it's it's not that much different." And oh my! God. Like I I thought he was gonna be a lot better than Zaitsev, but in the end, like Zaitsev was almost better. 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 Yeah, like, yeah. I was gonna Zaitsev, say, who would you rather have? Zaitsev can at least hit the net. Like it yeah. pains me when big defensemen with all like I'm like five eight. When there's a six foot six guy that can't do anything. It pains me. And then you got guys like under like undersized defensemen just like tearing it up in the league now. I'm like, you're six foot six 
and you can't even win a puck battle against uh, Nathan Gerby. Like, come on. One of my biggest bones to pick with CC was like, he gets the puck, he shoots it. He had a hard shot, just hit the net. It's going to go in. But he would shoot it eight feet wide. And it Did was, you see in the play it was, when, it, when he ripped the clapper from the point? It went like oh, 10 yes. feet wide. He looked like, like a field goal kicker missing the upright. You missing the net is literally just sending the puck back the other way into your zone. And then now you have to go defend, which you weren't that great at either. So keep it in, keep it in the offensive zone because then you can at least get a scoring opportunity. But no, shoot it 10 feet wide. Like... Yeah, I'd rather have Marincin there instead of Cody CC. You know what? You know what worries me about Miko Lennon is that the Leafs have had some bad luck when it comes to signing KHL defensemen. Like Zaitsev, yeah, like a seven-year contract. The Zaitsev that was a disaster. I mean, I'll be we did get rid of him, so like it didn't look all that like that bad. But like Igor Oshiganov was another one that was an absolute disaster. Then he immediately yeah, went back to like, Russia and started disappearing. Look and, at it like, this way. He was playing in the KHL, but he was on the Finnish team. He was on Jokerit. So let's yeah, just, but let's, like let's just pretend I, like, like I, everyone's hyping him up, and I yeah. I want to jump on the train so badly. And personally, I will be the first person that jumps on the train if like as soon as he starts doing well in the league. But like right now, I'm like I'm like kind of skeptical about well, that. I don't because, think like, he, I'm not like those other Leafs fans that are like, oh, top KHL defenseman. He's the next Nick Lidstrom or um, something like that. Like, yeah, no, like, no, it, it takes no. time to even adjust yeah. to the North American. I, yeah, I just need to like see it like develop in game, like in North America, and then I'll like make a judgment. But like, yeah, recently now, the Leafs have been doing better. Like, their European scouting has clearly gotten better. Ilya Mikheyev oh, was a yeah. diamond in the rough for the show. Like, that guy, I love that guy. I'm excited and, like, to see uh, him back, like, fully yeah, back. I'm, I'm so excited. But like, oh, you know, Miko Lennon, man, like, the defense has, like, been, like, the biggest question for the Leafs, like, for the longest time. And, like, well, now that they have, like, all the guys that they really wanted, like, Bogosian was a great signing, like, a really cheap contract there. Like, Dermott's been pushed out of the lineup, even though he took a team-friendly deal. Like, that's a good situation to be in um, if you're a team in needed defense. And, like, you know, that was their biggest weakness. And I think, personally, for Kyle Dubas, he did a great job getting, like, getting help getting Morgan Riley a decent yeah, I was, to play with. That's, I was about to say like, that. Can we just acknowledge that Morgan Riley, after how many years in the league, finally has a partner like a good one a like, confident one guys, like you guys i just all i say yeah, is i know exactly what you're gonna say the his the old tweet, partners evan. weren't even like they shouldn't have even been on the same ice as him like it was yeah. just, evan say the say the quote you were about to say <laughs> did you guys see the one that was like um tessa virtue and tj brody yes. being good partners for Morgan that, is my, Riley? that was my <laughs> favorite tweet like the tweet of the year so much Oh my gosh, I was so happy when I saw that because I was like, it's so true. Like, that was really funny. But just like, think of all the people that Riley's had to play with, and he's still been good. But now yeah. that he's going to have somebody that we can name him, he almost won. He almost won the Norris with Zaitsev as his, as his partner. Yeah, like legit. <laughs> like I think his best partner that he's had is probably like Cody Franzen or like. That's Jake exactly Gardner. what I was going to say. Cody Franzen was Cody a Franzen great. Like he was actually there. like a decent one. Like, did he play? Tim Gleason, or am I making that no, up? A I don't bit? Think so. No, never? no, I never. Never. Not I even for a little so. bit. No, I don't think so. Gleason was like know. old, old Toronto man. Like that was like. I feel like was he was just back. really old on the team, and Riley was super young, and we think that it was, but it was around the same time. I think. I well, I I can't. I might be wrong, but I think that might have been like that was when he was playing with Cody Franzen because he was with oh the maybe in like in for like a stint maybe. of thirty nine games in twenty thirteen fourteen. So like I think Riley was playing with Franzen in that. Uh, hold on. 
yeah, like but Morgan like, Riley's been in the NHL for 37 years. Yeah, it feels long because of the, yeah. how, many, how many like players he's played with. Like it's just absolutely. Oh, crazy. it says. Oh my! I, God. I just found an article and it says it like it's just from I don't know CBC or something, and it says Riley was paired with Tim Gleason, Gardner, and Cody Franton. So they played a little Gross. bit of time together. That's like scary. Yeah. Ainsley's I mean, that was, then again, Tim Gleason was actually good in his prime, and then he. Sucked. Oh yeah, he was just old when he came. He was to just Leafs. old when he came to Toronto, and that's like honestly like a vibe because like everyone every washed up player came to turn like what john michael lyles was on that team like oh my god are you kidding me like no like just absolutely these guys are like we're so good and they're like we're actually good players in their prime and they're just terrible when they come to toronto oh Hainsey being one of them as well it was a free well, Hainsey would be one but like everyone i remember everyone was like so hyped up on him like people Roman were excited Polak. That- Okay, he wasn't bad. Oh, <laughs> Polak. Oh, he like was. Polak. He was. He did his job. He was solid. Polak did his job. He, we can't yeah. get mad at Polak. We had like yeah. Stefan Robida too on the back end. Oh, yep. Robida Island. Past this Robida Island. as well. Exactly. Um, Matt Hunwick. Like we've had some. We've had some. I personally like Matt Hunwick, but I know he was terrible analytically. So like, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna Connor dive Carrick. too deeply into that. <laughs> I know he was terrible. Connor but, like, Carrick is amazing. I love Connor Carrick. Connor like, Carrick, I also podcast, like, but like. Though. The guys, the guys, they just, they just brought it. Were just not, not good. They just were not good. like looking at this 2013, 2014 roster. Like it was just absolutely terrible. But the thing is, it's taken, it's literally taken this long to yep. actually fix all that. Like yep. it, was, it was a very slow progression, and the people they were bringing in were the same, if not worse, than who they already had. So it, it wasn't making things better. But now, in one off season, we've added better players and it's really going to make a huge difference i think yeah how did we I make mean, the playoffs during the lockout season that still boggles my mind James what year Reimer? was the lockout year 2013 2012 2012 20, or 2013 20, one of the two 2013 that, that's the year they lost to boston right yeah yeah the reason First they made the playoffs that year was james reimer literally james reimer yeah man yeah, that yeah. was <laughs> the year they had like they had like they well they had still had david clarkson on that team and like Bill Kessel, Bill the he was still there. Like I saw a name on Twitter nice. the other day, and it brought back memories I low key forgot I had. Luke Joffrey Lupel. Oh, oh man, I, I remember. Joffrey I like Lupel. I remember I him, Lupel. but like I just oh, didn't God. even think of him for. I want to say I hadn't like heard his name in a good eighteen months, and then all of a sudden, Joffrey Lupel was back in my yeah, brain. That, that was that another draw. The first shootout goal in the Winter Classic against Detroit. Yes, set up the yeah. set up the Yeah, Tyler Bozak. JVR also. That's mm. a long time. Oh, Honestly, like he, he stayed into the Matthews era, though. When Matthews I joined think the, the team, yeah. JVR was yeah. still here. Yeah. So. He played with, because didn't, like, Marner played with the JVR, I think, on a line. Man, that would be so good if we could it, get It was JVR that rookie back. year, right? Uh, did he yeah. stay a year after? Something like that, yeah. Was the line, Bozak, JVR, and Marner? Was that it? Oh, goodness me. That was, that was like, the year we lost to Washington, right? I think that was like their first, like Marner and Matthews kind of first. Yeah, they lost, they lost to Washington yeah. and that was their rookie years. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, that, that was, oh, wow. That was, uh, that was a long, well, that feels like a long time ago, but like, yeah, like you look at some of these names, like you would never think that some of these names were still on the Like Eric Fair was still on the Leafs when Matthews yeah. was there. Uh, Peter Holland was still here somehow. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. Um, I like Holland as a Leaf. Alexi Marchenko was still here. I mean, Alexi Marchenko. He had a cup of coffee with the Leafs. Like, he's not is that Grabrowski? Milan Mahalik was, was on the team oh, somehow. That was the, that was the year we had, oh we had Boyle, right? We had yeah, Boyle Brian for Boyle a bit there. that year. Oh, and Nikita Soshnikov. 
Oh my god. Did we still have Nikolai Kluman? Uh no. No, he was gone. He was gone. Look how far the Leafs have come. But yeah, they haven't done they haven't done anything, but that's what I'm saying. The team looks nice. The team like looks so different than it did that many years well, ago. I think that's but they a lot haven't, of, that's the they problem haven't with gone any that's further. The with Le- exactly. Because like they exceeded expectations so much in that 2016 year that now everyone just expected them to be just a really good playoff contender for the rest of their, like for, for like all the years since. Leafs fans like, have short really term memory like loss. I know. So yeah, like they weren't expected to make the playoffs in 2016. <laughs> like in 2016, they were like ex- still expected to be rebuilding and still expecting to get a lottery pick. But to make the playoffs now and everyone has this expectation of them, yes, it would have been nice to move past the, the first round like once or twice, like since 2016. But like people are forgetting how young this team still is and how oh. and like how short oh. Dubis has actually been in office. So now, like, oh, yeah. this being the first year that he's actually been like given the reins fully and like completely designed his team the way he wants to design a team, like that's what I think is going to be like a good measuring stick and a, and a good like source of progress for this team is to mm-hmm. see how well a Kyle Dubas-oriented team stacks up against the competition. That's just my two cents on the whole deal. But, like, Leaf fans are notorious for getting, for forgetting, like, that Dubas has been in office for, like, just over two years and that yeah. I actually and, weren't expected to be this good this quickly. So, yeah, just some, I, something to think about. I think I mentioned this earlier, too, but, like, even last year, like, you can't even really say anything, like, they should have gone that much further because – so much happened around the team last year that oh yeah there was ex- it was expected that they maybe would have a lot of ups and downs you know like the babcock thing marner literally all that stuff came out about how he had to make the list and all that stuff like that was still last season and it feels like it was three years ago but it, yeah, was, it was because it was drama last year yeah i don't understand how, how the joffrey loop like the, he literally said like he should be staying on ltir but then he failed his physical so like I mean, yeah, I don't like know it, what he was looking for, but like, get out of here, man. You're washed so, up. I'm sorry. I mean, for them not to go further last year, Sheldon Keep it was he had like half a season, and then like, and they yeah, were still I, trying I, to that's fix not an what excuse, Babcock though. did. Like, I I don't I don't think like a lot of people are like especially like for fans from other teams are are like you know you're just making a crap ton of excuses just because your team didn't make it far, which is fair because like you know there isn't really any excuse like unless there's like something like serious serious. But like having the turmoil does affect the team. Yeah, mentality, I don't, like mentality I don't wise, think it's like, an excuse. I just think, you know, it hindered. It our makes sense. It it hindered the performance for sure. Because how yeah. could something like that not right? Like especially going from Mike Babcock and then Sheldon Keith coming in and he had to fix the entire mentality of the team because they were so down after Babcock. Like we saw him playing music at practice last year and things just to get them hyped up again because yeah. Babcock was yeah. just. Yeah, totally. so negative for them and he had to fix tyson berry he, yeah, and, he, yeah, and he fixed to, tyson berry yeah i mean he had like, to pick him up like a baby bird and just like <laughs> let him go again because cool. <laughs> so now now that keep has like it like an actual team in front of him like a like a good cohesive unit that's actually playing well in in, in training camp and and everything like that what i mean your... hopefully you guys are catching the skirmish tonight because I, I i definitely oh, I oh yeah um, i'm like excited for this <laughs> just like it, i think like this year especially like I'm just going to extend this question to all of you because I'm actually curious. What is going to happen if the Leafs don't do well? Like, say they don't win the division and they barely make the playoffs this year. Like, what, what's going to happen? Like, I just care if they win a round because you're yeah. playing the Canadian division. Yeah. This might be the easiest year you have if you get top two to no win Boston. a playoff series. Yeah, no it's not even, like, if you get top two, I'm going to assume Edmonton's probably going to fight for that second spot, possibly. Absolutely not. 
No, no. Just get the second spot. Stop. No. It's not gonna be. It's literally gonna be anybody else but Edmonton. I think Vancouver. I think it's gonna be the Canucks. It's gonna be the Canadians. It's gonna be the Flames. It's gonna be one of the. I think I have Montreal. I have Montreal getting second. Personally, the Jets are also mixed in there, but the Oilers are just not gonna be good. I think the. I think the. I think the. I think the bubble. The bubble teams. The the two, three, specifically three and four. There's a lot of teams that can jump into that spot. Yeah, I think it's, sure. it could be anybody, really. Like it really can be anybody. But looking at the leading candidates this year, the Oilers are not among the leading candidates. Man. I'm like, so glad you Josh have actually up on you that, have so McDavid, you have Drysaddle. Everybody else behind them sucks. I know. Like, I don't like. I don't like the D on that team. Really, Oscar Kleffbaum yeah. is dead now, so that's yeah. not going to work. And now you have Darnell have Nurse, open. who's really not made any impact so far. Adam Larson, who's a shell of his former self, only proving to us why Taylor Hall is that much better of a player. And Ethan Bear, who really didn't like do anything like stellar last year, yet was re-signed just because. So just a very strange group of defensemen. And um, like the goaltending, I'm not even going to get into that because the goaltending I- tandem was, is one of the worst in the league. So like on the other yeah. hockey podcast yes. we did, I got flamed for saying the Oilers wouldn't make it wouldn't be one of the top. I got flamed now. for saying Montreal was gonna make the playoffs, much less the second seed. Yeah, I, I, I actually think they'll make I it. agree with that. I, I think they'll make the, it. I don't want to make this a half pod, but, seed, but the amount of the amount of players they added, the depth on that team's looking pretty decent. I mean, they got Tyler Toffoli, Josh Anderson, oh, and yeah. um a bunch of other players. So, what do you think about the goalie situation right now? Um, well, okay. This is a little interesting. Uh, Freddie Anderson, I think he's heading into a contract year. Um, yeah. this, is gonna, this is a big year for him. Uh, for one, for two reasons. One, obviously, he's going to want to make bank next year. Obviously, there's going to be a team out there. We saw this year with Markstrom and Holpe. There's going to be a team out there next season with goaltending needs. I'm, gonna, I'm looking at New Jersey for this one. Um... <laughs> There's going to be a team willing to shell out a lot of money, I think. Like, depending on if he has an app, like, as an example, if he has an average year this year, I think he's going to make upwards of six million next year. Like, if or five, six million, somewhere in that neighborhood. That's, that's usually the price tag for like a number one goalie. But like, so that's that he's, he's going to have a good, he's going to need to have a good year for that reason alone. The second reason he's going to have a good need to have a good year is because as we've seen in recent years, oftentimes the success of the Leafs falls on his shoulders. So if he's not playing well, the Leafs aren't doing well. If he is playing well, the Leafs are typically doing well. This year's a little different because of the revamped decor that we just talked about. Yeah. He is going to have one of like the best defensive system he has ever seen in a Maple Leaf uniform in front of him on the ice this year. So if he does badly with a bad defensive core, that's just going to speak volumes to the type of player that he is. But if he does well, which I think a lot of people are expecting him to do, he will, he's going to get money. He's going to get paid next year. And, and I think a lot of people think that this is the, the defensive core is going to take a lot of the pressure off of Anderson. I totally agree with that. Uh, the least the in the, in the past has been bad. Uh, Anderson has faced some like the, on average, like some of the, highest volume numbers of shots that we've seen across the league in, uh, in recent years. So, so having a revamped defensive core is definitely going to be a big step towards him returning to, you know, maybe the, the typical caliber of play that we're used to seeing. And I think that's going to do work wonders for his game in general, because he's never seen a defensive core this good before. So if he does well, which I, I'm fully expecting he will, he's, he's probably gonna, he's going to get paid 
next next offseason. I think the Leafs are going to try and bring him back. So, with you know, only time will tell, really, but I'm quite optimistic about the way he's going to play and about his mentality heading in. Um, he's got a great support system behind him. Jack Campbell's a great backup. Yeah, he's, exactly. he, can, he can also take over the starting job any day of the week. Um, Aaron Dell also has started a handful of games for San Jose and has in the past. Like That's also a good depth option to have and a good training camp a good presence to have around training camp. Even even Michael Hutchinson, who wanted to come back to Toronto, not a bad presence to have at training camp. I don't think he's going to see any time in the NHL this year. But, you know, who knows? But, like, Jack Campbell is a super genuine guy. Like, that's a great backup candidate backup guy to have like yeah. i love that guy and yeah. you know freddie freddie really has like he it's all it's really all on freddie now the ball's in his court if he wants to play well with a good defensive core he will get rewarded next year and like i said like maybe maybe the load will be taken off a little bit of on his shoulders this year which i i hope is the case because goalies are typically stressed out on like the entire way through so having one that's like super relaxed and come playoff time is going to be super beneficial but uh especially with that read that new defensive system and the, those new players on the man in the blue line like this is going to be a big year for him and I, I i i wouldn't even like i wouldn't put it out of the out of the realm of possibility that he returns to that vesna caliber that we saw from a couple years ago where he was in the best conversation for pretty much the, the better part of that season so you know it'll be interesting to see what he does yeah going off what you said i think that's another reason why the leafs are going to be able to grab more points this year because they have a legitimate backup goaltender who can win you games and you know, Freddie Anderson's not going to have that pressure on him to play as many games as he has in the past. And if he needs a night off or the Leafs just want to give him a night off, they have that option and know that even if they're playing a good team, Jack Campbell can win you a game. Jack Campbell can make saves that keep you in the game, which we haven't always seen in Toronto. And like you mentioned with that decor, he, he definitely has a better chance to succeed for sure. Both. And both I think a lot of people are sure. forgetting Jack Campbell actually started a lot of games when Jonathan quick was injured. So he also has yeah, experience exactly. starting and being that starter and that, that go-to that number he can one take guy. It. 100%. And, he can take it. And, and you know, that's, that's a really good asset to have on the bench, especially just waiting, waiting for his job pretty much. And, and if Freddie falters in any way, like we all know the, the, pass the baton to, to Campbell and he'll, he'll definitely like give us our best chance of winning. And, and that's just, you know, I think he's. I think I'd go out on a limb and say he's one of the better backups in the league right now. For and sure. that's a, oh, and like, if, especially if Freddie yeah. returns to form. Well, not really returning to form, but just you know gets back to that elite level that he's used to playing at with a better uh, defensive system. That like the Leafs tandem can be one of the best in the league. Yeah, I I don't 100%. think that's crazy to say at all. Which 100%. it sounds crazy saying that the Leafs might have a fantastic goalie tandem because. But <laughs> when is that? But it's thing? it's a it's a legitimate. Yeah. prediction like the two of them together they can they can play well yeah and- but i also i also want to temper expectation for leaf fans i know leaf fans are notorious for like jumping jumping to conclusions like immediately and saying like this team is going to be the best we've ever seen this team's Which- going to go deep in the playoffs like i'm not going to say that's not possible and it's not going to happen because it mm-hmm. definitely can happen but i'm just saying if it doesn't everyone needs to calm down i think an attainable yeah. goal this year is is Win second around. round please bare minimum <laughs> the bare yeah. minimum is second round um like alex mentioned yeah. like you're probably going to be playing some opponents that you that you're that you don't normally get to play which means you're probably going to have an easier road so like the bare minimum having second round like everything past that is like just cherry on top and i'm sure everyone will be along for the ride but this team needs to like needs to keep in mind that this is still a process and Kyle Dubas you know I, I don't want to say this team is going to fail because all it, signs are indicating that these, this team is going to going to be one of the best we've ever seen in recent memory. But I'm just saying, if it doesn't happen, just everyone needs to relax. Yeah, yeah. I think. you Fred, can't. You Fred, can't. Is, uh, 
sorry, you go. Oh, go ahead. No, Evan, go. I was just going to say, uh, going back to Freddie for a second, it's it's funny because because it is a contract year coming up for him. I almost don't want him to play at the Vezina level because he's going to get the bag, like you said, Josh. And I don't know if the Leafs will have that ability to pay him. But at the same time, I think I think I want him to be – I 100% want him to be as good as he possibly can because I think he can bring this team – uh, bring this team far, I think. Uh, not necessarily Stanley Cup level, but I think they can at least uh, get past the first round this season. They should be able to, like you were saying. Uh, and as far as Jack Campbell goes, like he is such a just perfect goal. Like he's such a perfect backup, but also a perfect teammate. He looks just so happy and so giddy to just be a part of this team. Like even in his one interview, uh, uh, he was talking about Ilya Mikheyev and someone, I think Chris Johnson asked him if he's like jealous of his uh, uh, soup commercial and stuff like that and yeah Campbell is just like no nah, I'm jealous of the people that got to work with Mikhail because he's so nice and I was just like that is so wholesome like Jack Campbell just seems yeah. like a wholesome player like I think yeah, yeah just and, and going back to Dubas for a second we we rarely see a GM who after a, a heartbreaking loss to Columbus which I'm sure we all remember way too well like just I don't think we've ever we rarely get to see a GM actually go out and like I, I've said this before but go out and actually do what he wants to do. And like, when I say that, I mean like he wanted to make the defense better. He wanted to get Friday some help. He wanted to, he wanted to add some toughness. Exactly. And to go out and just check all those boxes and do everything he wanted to do in the off season is just super impressive. And now, you know, this team has, has the potential to be one of the best we've seen in recent memory. And, and that's just really a testament to the work that he's been able to accomplish behind the scenes. And a lot of people don't give him credit for that because everyone's all wrapped up and, you know, not making it past the first round yeah. or whatever. Like you got to look, you got to look at the positive sometimes. And the positive here is that Kyle Dubas, you know, knows how to run his team, knows how to build a team. And this year is definitely going to be a testament to that. And, and all signs are pointing in the right direction for me. And I think another thing too, kind of off what you just said is props to Kyle Dubas for staying on track with what he wanted to do and not letting, you know, other voices get in his head and think he has to make moves just because they weren't, you know, making it past the first round. Because the twin analyst said so. <laughs> yeah, he, you know, there was a lot of people calling for one of the big guys to get traded, which obviously they didn't. Stop. They didn't. Like, and definitely the right, so the right move. That. And Kyle Dubas has stuck to what he wants to do and he doesn't listen to other people which in a market like Toronto is super important he's he has a plan and he's sticking to it and I think it's going to pay off in the end looking at this team compared to what it could look like if he listened to what other people were saying he improved the defense which is what he knew he needed to do and he still got to keep his his big forwards and didn't have to trade any of them for a piece did you guys see around the time that uh, we had gotten Joe Thornton and just around the start of free agency, did you see that one clip on TSN? I can't remember who it was, but they were talking about how they don't think John Tavares is a good captain and like the Leafs yeah. should trade him and stuff yep. like that. But I was so mad at that. Do they not know like, that John Tavares has a no moving clause? Do they not? And, that, and that he's <laughs> like, aver- he's things. been averaging like a point per game in the NHL for like the past like six years. Like, yeah, John, John Tavares is not you know, the problem like that, like, with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And John Tavares has been so a captain. Quick. For yeah, and, and how many years? And, yeah, exactly. How many years? Because he's a good he, captain. He he's he, you know analysts, fans, everybody. They're so quick to jump ship when everything goes wrong, and it it takes you know that level headedness, unbiased like opinions of like 
certain fans, like, cause there's only a handful out there and like certain journalists who are like, actually like, you know, keep things realistic when things do go right or wrong, whatever. Um, you know, but so many people are so quick to jump ship and criticize when, when things go wrong. And it, it, it's, it's really astounding. And, and Michaela, you touched on Cal Dubas, not letting, you know, anyone else's opinion get to his head. A classic example of this was the draft that just happened. Like everyone was beg- yeah. practically begging for him to take uh, a big, solid physical physically inclined defenseman six foot seven canadian exactly. boy and, southern and what did he do he, he literally he took, he, he took another small ish he's not small but like another smaller forward and what did he do tore up the tore up tore up the world juniors yeah and then exactly. looking to the next rounds they <laughs> they are again practically begging rounds. him to take a bigger more physically inclined defenseman, and what do you do? Literally the exact opposite. Ronnie Her- Herman. One in the seventh round. One in the seventh round, eventually. But like the least Twitter it's stuff like that really insane. It's it's stuff oh, like that that really bugs me. And to see Kyle Dubas, because like then again, his top three picks in the draft absolutely dominated the World Juniors. Like Ronnie Herman oh, dominated. Topic like also was... dominated. Like, and now all the haters are silent. So like, <laughs> it, it's, yeah, and and that too. So. That was actually a later pick. That was in the fourth round, like a couple but, of years yeah. ago. But like, and, and that's just with, it's stuff with like the that. Russians that, not playing him, and exactly. I, I don't really understand. Exactly. I don't really understand the whole mantra behind, like you know, you need to draft a defenseman now. You need to, we need one now. We need one in the lineup, like now. And then he yeah, literally did not, it in free agency. So like, they're what? not. I don't know what people, now. If you draft exactly, I don't know what people are complaining season. about. When's I, the I last really time a fifteenth overall defenseman played in the NHL the same year? Like I oh gosh never oh I know this uh, there there's been like there's been a couple examples of like <laughs> of like mid round picks like making the show like immediately so yeah. ask another like, question like, I'll come up with an answer I know Hinola played for a couple games and then they sent him back but he didn't make the team in a training camp though so that yeah. did, like like middle yeah. middle of the uh, middle of the pack like for uh, anybody or just defensemen in general defensemen specifically anybody. defensemen because I feel like defensemen yeah. specifically it's a little bit harder for well them to okay jump in seven right away. seven overall was n- is not like middle of the pack but Quinn Hughes kind of made he didn't even make the team straight at no, he went no, back to no. Michigan for a bit so like, he went he, to Michigan played yeah. like two or three games at the end of the year when he got knocked out of the tournament mm-hmm. and then he came and then, the same, then yeah. he came back so same you know it, like, it wasn't yeah. like it doesn't happen very often. Like we're looking back to like 2017 now. Like Eric Brandstrom was 15 overall. Like he didn't make the team for a couple of years. Lilligren was 17. He didn't make the I think, team. I think Thomas Chabot went like after one year, and he was probably like a middle. Shabbat, yeah, he didn't. Pick. He didn't make the team like immediately either. So like, like it's not. Year. It's definitely not common, and like it's not like it doesn't happen. Like it re- rarely happens. So people just need to relax about the whole fact that like. And like, like we said, that's that, that was the whole Twitter. That was just yeah, that's the whole problem with like Leafs and like Twitter analysts that just want to think that they know what the heck is going on when they really don't. Like, it's it's not it's not as simple as actually the last one might have been Chikrin. He might have gone straight to the to Arizona. Or I, I don't think know Chikrin he, did go straight to the show because he did only because Arizona desperately needed somebody. In I was gonna say Arizona. Arizona needed that was, that was like their. That was Chikrin's like their probably uh, the last yeah, one. So. And has he had like? Bodies. Yeah, I feel like he hasn't played a ton though since. That, like, no, he's, he's actually played a lot since. He's since, been. Uh, he have like 
yeah, I was gonna say, didn't he have some injury trouble? Like he he like was he injured, but like he actually for like for his age, he's only twenty two. Like for for a guy his age, he's actually played a fair amount in the he league. So like, which good for Aaron. So he when screams Aaron Ekblad for me, like it yeah, takes the, a little. No, no, no. Oh, but I, like, I I but think he's a he's a good he's a good like exactly. top four defenseman in the league. Mm-hmm. And looking oh, back to sure. his draft year, twenty six sure. sixty eight games and twenty points. That's pretty exactly. good for a rookie year. Like and then after that, 50, 53, 63, like like uh, all over hovering around twenty points. Like that's a good that's a good Chick-fin's ratio to have. Chickens so. playing in like a lower like it's like it's like Ekblad and a smaller um, market on a on smaller a team market sucks. so jumping like, in at eighteen on a shitty team yeah. like with injuries like it's exactly the same and they both are kind of coming into their own now exactly so like you know it doesn't happen very often it's definitely rare but to your point like people need to chill Rodian Amarov was a great pick everyone after oh. him was a great pick like people Kyle like, Dubas did good this year him yeah, and staff just because we didn't take goals. Braden Schneider at 15th overall when he's not a, a top 20 pick like and immediately gets suspended as soon as the world juniors start like. and okay well that's not that's not really his fault but like, I know but you know people yeah. people and, and actually you know what that's actually a really good point now that you bring it up if he was a least prospect and he got suspended people would be all over Twitter like oh, absolutely flaming him so it. like all over. where there's no like there's no realistic line that can be drawn in the sand when it comes no. to elite fans because they all suck but like you that's <laughs> exactly why you need to keep a level head when you when it comes to like analyzing what exactly they do and thinking about the moves that they need to make and, and so on and so forth so you know just that's just a classic example of dubis just not listening to anybody else and you got to just trust the process here which is perfect exactly. yeah. if you want to hear a first round pick for kasperi kapanen like yeah exactly 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 and he got a he drafted a player with higher upside than Casperi Kapanen has yeah yeah if you want to hear bad take though uh, I, uh there's the score article that was just put out from Josh Goldsmith about a day ago talking about the five NHL head coaches on the hot seat entering the season and he listed oh, Sheldon yeah. Keefe as one he, of them like, that no, pissed no, me off no. Sheldon no Keefe is one of the longest leashes in the league guys this is his first full season as the coach of the Leafs how are you he's gonna fire a guy the yeah, hot seat. there's like, no Way. No. And Kyle Dubas has worked with him for years. There's no way, dude. No like, what? No. Like, I, as soon as things go bad for the Leafs, they're just gonna fire the coach? Absolutely not. There is there is a long list of people who would be removed from the organization before Sheldon Keefe. Yeah. If things oh my go bad, like I could have these players for like ten years. Like Shanahan would be gone way before. Yeah, Shanahan would be gone and like way before. Way before is I not on the hot seat. No Sheldon Keith. No way in hell. No way. They could literally. I feel like they could get last place in the division, and Sheldon Keith would still be the coach. Yeah. Like Keith would say, "His coach." There's Wait, nothing wrong with me. who's before him. Like who's who? Who's who else like was on the list? Him? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, hold on. Let me pull it back up here. Because I'm uh, looking at the list of coaches here. Uh, yeah, no, he'd be before Keith. I I agree with that because only because I cover the Jets and I know that their leash is also really short and that whole line a debacle. Uh, like, you know, that's not really the coach's fault, but like it's just like I'd say Dave Tippett. I say Dave Tippett is is before Keith too. Oilers yeah. coaches sucks. Like the Oilers are like terrible. I think it's like, on the list. Yeah, uh, it's just, uh, Claude Julien is also no, on the. I think Claude Julien is also on the list because he. Tippett's not on the list actually. Okay. On, on, well, wait. So, who are the other coaches on the list? Like the other. Four uh, there's Hello, Keith. Uh, Jared Bednar of the Avalanche. Which no, is, what? No, they haven't. No, they also they also haven't had a good team for like too too long. So like, exactly. that's still a pretty decently young team. I mean, that, like, and that is exactly. still a really young. They have such team, a bright so. future. And like, when yeah. you look at who's coming up down the pipeline for them on defense, oh my god, it Yo, is I'm genuinely so scary. scary. I'm so scared. He's a genius. Like, what he pulled off to get those like <laughs> Bo Byram for Matt Duchesne. Literally, like, 
Kill McCarr, Bowen Byram, like the list just goes on and on and on. Justin Barron, Sam Gerrard is on the team still. Alex Connor Timmons still Connor is Timmons, like holy crap! Like oh my Tyson god, Tyson Yost is... Tyson Yoss is still Jost or Yost, however you pronounce his name, is still pretty young yeah. too. He's so young, so like ugh, they're gonna be scary. <laughs> yep, it's gonna be it's gonna be a. Oh, I, and I, they, I would... they have a guy named Nazem Kadri who isn't a bad hockey player at all. Uh, he's not. Contrary to popular belief, he's actually a good hockey yeah. player. Exactly. I like. I don't like th- that. That list saying Keith is on the hot seat. Get out of here, man! Like that's that's ridiculous. Okay. He, like, has, on the so we're all in also agreement on the that Sheldon Keith will be the coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs. He will be the coach of the Toronto Maple yeah. Leafs, even if like okay, you know, you that, no. Like if they I finish think, dead last, he's still coach. Like, yeah, he's still coach. Like there's no way. Like if they finish below the sentence, he's still coach. I I, I don't yeah. I, I agree. don't agree with that list at all. I agree. Paul Maurice, uh, Mike Sullivan, and Jeff Ward in Calgary. Okay, okay, okay. that's actually like a fair. Like the rest of the. the, the How did you ruin the was, list with Keith? He was man. just like, trying Mike, to rile up like, Leafs fans to get clicked. Clearly, like, Sullivan literally, is on the Sullivan is on the hot seat of hot seats. The Penguins suck. I'm not like, sure. Yeah, exactly. I think Sullivan is the their division. I'm actually not a fan of the Jeff Ward pick either. Jeff Ward. I don't know about Jeff Ward. Yeah, I was gonna say like. he's obviously in the Leafs division. I don't know if he Jeff just Ward he literally just became either. coach like he he he'd not been literally, coach he's like been as long, long as Keith. <laughs> no, exactly. I don't feel like how are you gonna fire some guy that you just hired that does not make how any is Sullivan sense not on that list? They got bounced by the Habs, right? No, Sullivan yeah. is on the list. So, oh, Sullivan yeah. is on the list. Sullivan yeah. is on the list. He should be. He should be. Yeah, he'd probably be my number one. That like that's sure. that I like that's pretty safe to say. All right, how are we feeling about the prospect? Oh, I agree. To the Leafs. Yeah. You know, they were ranked, I think NHL Network ranked them ninth in the NHL on Pro. Really? That's a little high for me. No, Personally, wait, wait. That's, that's that was the Panthers. They, I don't know where, the, I think the Leafs were top 15, though. I'm not too sure. Are, you know, that's exactly that's right, where, that's right where they should be. And I think, like, that's just, you know, like, right around, you know, actually, that's a lot better than I thought because now that you have, yeah. like, you drafted a bunch of high, high players like Matthews Marner, they're all gone now. And, and I, that's still pretty impressive to be. Yeah, when your prospects the make half. the NHL within two years, you can't really have a prospect pool, you know? Yeah. It's like, I think New York was ranked one. LA was ranked two. I think LA probably has better prospects than New York. I guess they're considering Lafreniere. Uh, I'd say Ottawa also has better prospects than New York. Also, also I, I think yeah. I think it's the Lafreniere bias. NHL Network was trying to put out yeah, there where they, they ranked I mean, them at okay, number one. New York does have good prospects, but like do, Ottawa sure. and LA are like one and two for me. LA's number one, and it's not close. Yeah, LA is hundred percent. Colorado's yeah, up there too. <laughs> no, Colorado. LA has LA. LA is so stacked. Like LA had like what up, nine players in the World Juniors or something. Something? It, was, oh, it was ridiculous. Like, yeah, it, like that's so insane. Just to name like Quentin a few. Byfield, like, Arthur Kaliev, uh, Akil Thomas is in there. Byfield is there. <laughs> Kale Clegg, which I think a lot of people forget about. Gabe yep. Velarde is still a prospect. Like, mm-hmm. wow. Wow. Just wow. He had a yeah. nice future in it's LA. Is endless. Yeah, like Bjornfoot on Sweden. He's also like an yep. LA Kings pick. Uh, Fagamo was on Sweden a couple years ago. Jared and- Anderson Dolan was on, like, was at Can- Can- Canada's camp. Like, when Clegg was there, like, I just wow. Some of those Cal- those two LA based uh, teams have some nice prospects because Anaheim too. Man, Rasmus Kupari is still there. Oh yeah, Kupari. Gosh, there's just so many people that like Anaheim's got some good prospects too. Buffalo has some decent ones. Cousins yeah. split. Being well, you know what they play. say? I'm gonna forever pump the tires of my man JJ Paterka. Man. JJ oh, Paterka. Yes, that, so that is true. Ultimate man rocket. Yeah, holy Ultimate crap. Man like rocket. if hockey doesn't work out, go into modeling, dude. <laughs> If you're listening, become a model. Yeah, he is just, just one good-looking dude. Safe. And he can play hockey. 
like wow wow just wow there's there, you can't was, go wrong here i was kind of upset because in the intermission hockey chat i sent a picture of patrice bergeron i'm like this is a man rocket no questions and no one said anything and i was like that hurts i liked it at least i liked it you liked oh, it man, you did that like dude is it. chiseled holy cow <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's hard to love marcia though or during, uh, just they're sorry bergeron just because he is man, on the also his alignment lucas reichel's also really good looking they're oh i said that i said i said that on draft day i said that on draft day people like that tweet i said that on draft day (laughs) that's pretty funny but yeah for the least prospects the besides okay besides the obvious one and like nick robertson like i'm excited for him like just because he's gonna be so much better than caulfield what happened with him this year though like um because he's looking from the outside right now yeah and like i kind of feel bad because like the only the only reason he missed the world juniors was to actually try and make the leafs and if he doesn't make the leafs like that's just gonna be really disappointing but I agree with you. I think things. that's really sad. Two things. Yeah, it is really sad. One, if we went to the World Juniors, we all know he would have outscored Cole Caulfield any day of the week. Like, like that's just obvious. <laughs> the second point is that, like, I, I don't necessarily disagree with him being on the outside looking in right now. And I, I, I do have my reasons for that. I think, you know, a lot of these guys, a lot of the cheap guys that Dubas brought in are on, you know, one-year, two-year deals at league minimum. Like, they might Bear not Bear stick Bear around Bear. next year. So one, there's yeah. really no point to have them buried in the AHL or buried in the taxi squad when you have when you can have the patience with Robertson. Yeah. Now, do I think I he's going to suit up it. in some games? 100%. He's yes. going to suit up in maybe yes. like a third, maybe half. I think, like, yeah. he's going to get some looks easily. But I think the Leafs right now, they want to start the year on a – with that that toughness that they added and you know that's why simmons is in the on the roster that's why thornton is there that's why jimmy vc is getting a shot I think, yeah and, and bear Benov. like he's okay the thing about bear Benov, he didn't come over to north america to sit on the on the bench or in the box so like he's gonna get yeah. a shot over nick Robinson for, for sure same with Lennon. that's why german's out of the lineup right now like he didn't come over to play in the ahl like that's not that's not how that happens and like just just because like i think you know, it is fair to give the new the newcomers a shot here. And before Robertson, we saw him. He didn't like he didn't play badly in the play-in, but he didn't play great. Like he didn't play like, oh wow, this guy's gonna be. He was know, just kind of. He was just kind of there. Yeah. So and now, if he plays like super well, like if he exceeds all expectations, then maybe we're having a different conversation right now. But right as it stands, he wasn't like he was definitely good. Like he was definitely way better than I thought he was gonna be. And but he wasn't great. So. Giving a shot to the newcomers, I think, is a is a wise move. As just just as of right now, you got to see how it works. Jimmy BC, you know, maybe he finds some of his college resurgence with the, with Tavares and and on the second line. Like that's a pretty bold move for Keith to make this early in training yeah. camp. But you know, I think I I like those moves because I know how quickly things can change if if it doesn't go right, and I know how quickly Nick Robertson can find himself suiting up into a game if things don't go right. So, you know. I think a lot of people need to like to divert their attention to instead of Nick Robertson being on the taxi squad, I think they they need to give some hope to the newcomers and before yeah. they, you know, panic and all that stuff. But I do feel bad for him in the sense that I think if he knew he was going to be on the outside looking in to start the start the year, and that's pretty much the way it's shaping up, barring an injury, knock on wood. Um, he he kind of missed the world juniors for nothing, which is really unfortunate. I think uh, I think that's what resonates with me more than him like not being on the team because I don't think him being making the team out of camp is like that that important to start yeah. to start the new year. But him missing the world juniors to try and make the team uh, and then not making the team is, is is from that angle. It's really unfortunate. I I definitely feel for him in that in that. Especially because like the USA did do good and 
No, exactly. they and they could have really used well. his help. Like, who knows? Yeah. If, if he was on the team, they probably wouldn't have lost to Russia. And Cole Caulfield probably would have been on the fourth line. Like, it's it's just, you know, it's... It's off Montreal fans. That would have actually been, like, a scary, like, one-two punch of him and Zegris. Like, yeah, together. exactly. Like, oh. Imagine, so imagine, like, oh, imagine no. a better finisher. Imagine a better finisher who doesn't slump through the, through the round robin at all. Like, imagine a better oh. finisher alongside Zegris. Like, how dangerous would the U.S. be? It's just, it's just, it's just one of those things that, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and and Caulfield, you know, you did, you did okay, but but it probably was there. Man. Can we get that guy who said Cole Caulfield the next Ovechkin on the podcast? Oh like, man, yo, I know <laughs> that guy. I know that guy. He is. I, he's, I've seen he's his pretty... name pop up before. I don't yeah. know where I saw it. I don't know if I wrote. Um, the same for the I write for the something. Puck Authority, and, and he also. Right, I swear I saw and, I swear I saw like, him at like fan sided or something. It, yeah, I, I me and him get in me and him get into just little jobs. How, here there how do you see Caulfield as Ovechkin, man? It makes no sense. You know, actually, serious? I do I do have a friend. I do have a friend who's actually an unbiased Habs fan, and we talk about this all the time because we're so differently we're so like we're actually like realistic minded when it comes to our own teams, and like being a Habs fan is also really hard. So shout out Mark Price because I'm about to talk about a story. He texted me. Um, when I was debating with that guy on Twitter about uh, Caulfield, and he actually brought up a very interesting point about Caulfield, and he actually, and here let me read back the uh, the text messages for him because like he he made like honestly an interesting point. He he said that Caulfield broke Ovechkin's U18 record for goal scoring with the U.S. National Development Program, and like you know that actually put things into perspective for me because as much as I slander Caulfield. He is not a bad player. And I think he has like that top line upside. So like that kind of goes against everything that I just said. But like if he's put in the right position, and I said this last time, if he's put in the right position to succeed, he's definitely gonna be that like that typical like A1 goal scorer that the Habs need. So like he beat Ovi's U18 goal record, beat Matthews. Is Kane, that for the Eichel, double and, is that for like a double IHF U18 tournament? I believe so. And like in the US National Development Program, he, he beat was number Matthews, one, Kane, right? Eichel and Kessels. All yeah. like their records all like live in fame over there like they all put up insane numbers but Caulfield beat them all and then he's torching the NCAA on a team that's not like like not the greatest so you know if like he definitely deserves the hype but like saying he's the next Ovechkin is a bit of a stretch right now and like I'm not ceiling is line a ceiling is line a level well line is not even that good so like I don't know that's how I don't know if I say I don't know if I say ceiling is line a level but He's definitely. I'm gonna put it out there right now. He's never gonna get close to Alex Ovechkin ever. I'm just gonna put that out Look, there. Right I, now. I'm. I'm not gonna like slander him entirely because like that's just me hating on a like a player that actually has the potential <laughs> to be a really good player. So like I. I don't. I want to save myself there, and I'm gonna yeah. keep it realistic <laughs> here because like he actually is like a top prospect, and like him oh, and Robertson sure. are actually a lot closer than a lot of people think. Like all the yeah. Habs fans think. Caulfield's so much better. All the Leaf fans think Robertson's so much better. They're pretty close. They're pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's going to be an interesting battle wise. to watch going exactly. forward. Exactly. They're, they're going to play against each other a ton a bunch. for the next They're basically yeah. They're built years. the same. They're built the same. They have the same skills. So, like, to see the conversation heat up as much as it has is really exciting. But, like, people need to realize they're actually a lot closer than people think. And to to say, like, that, like, Caulfield's going to be crap is not – is not good to say that no. Robertson's going to be terrible is not good. So like, they're both going to be good. They're both shaping up to be really good players and, and uh, to keep things realistic and, and open-minded here, I'm going to say that coffee is going to be a really good player, but like, like back to the whole Robertson thing, I don't think it's bad that he's on the taxi no. squad. I don't think it's bad that Jimmy is getting shot. And he, yep, he's, he's not even 20. He's like, a, he's a, a baby, like, a literal child. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, so to, to say like that a 19 year old is not going to make, 
make uh, I don't know make the team right out of camp is, is just everyone needs to chill about that and I think Robertson's time will definitely come in and it's definitely going to come this season but to uh, to on on the flip side of that is that he missed the world juniors for absolutely no reason yeah. now because like he, he didn't make the team but it's it's really okay like, he's gonna get in the lineup every year there's injuries like obviously we hope it's nothing serious oh, yeah. and players are back in quick but there's suspensions there's injuries he'll get he'll get games he'll get games 100 like there it's yeah he'll be in the lineup at some point and, and kind, kind of going back to the not trying to jump into the goalie situation again but there's a lot of back-to-backs this year i think there's like about four or five different back-to-back series and then there's a, there's a back-to-back-to-back i'm pretty sure at some point i didn't there's see like, that but i know for I think, sure i think one team has something like that yeah. for the canadian division specifically i don't know if there's uh three games in a row but there I are a lot of uh two-day turns like two games in three days back-to-back yeah. stuff like that you know you're going across to the west coast like there's there's gonna be um some fatigue and stuff so yeah for sure you're gonna see uh different players in the bottom six going into the yeah. lineup like Thor- thornton's not gonna play every game i don't think no, Jimmy no, no simmons is definitely no not playing yeah every i would say so, simmons like, all and those guys that probably we, won't either. Exactly. So no, all those guys that we that we just mentioned, and that's why the taxi squad I think is a lot more important than people think, is a lot of the guys that we just mentioned who are getting their shot to start the year, like Spets is starting on the fourth line with Simmons, Barabanov's there, uh Thornton's on the top line, Vizi's there. All yeah. those guys are probably gonna be interchangeable at some point. They're not and playing fifty-six games. Who, whoever is gonna be on that taxi squad, whether it's um Robertson, whether it's Yugor Korskov that comes back if he comes back over from Russia. How many players are allowed on that taxi squad? I think it's three. I okay. think. Um Robertson's definitely gonna be there. Yeah. Uh, if Korskov comes back, he's gonna be there. And like there's definitely gonna be a lot of players getting decent looks like good solid looks this year and i think a lot of people get hung up on the fact that the leafs are experimenting to start the year which is honestly like the best route you can take with new players yeah. and the, as much as they are experimenting as much as that's new and scary and oh man people are going to be crapping their pants and being the like leafs oh my gosh if this, if this doesn't work out. exactly the leafs exactly. have options but everywhere so we've been calling We've been calling for them to experiment for how long? Exactly, because and now that they Mike are, Babcock people are mad. Didn't. Mike exactly. Babcock did not make changes, and that's they what have, everybody got mad about. They have and then gone all of a sudden, away from the uh, Gauthier is going to play every single playoff game on the exactly. fourth line. Exactly, and Keith exactly. starts making changes. Keith starts trying new things, and then people have something to say about it. Just let him do his job. That's what he's hired to do: is to find where people work best. It's going to take some time. Exactly, and like, let if it happen. It if it doesn't work out, the Leafs will make the fixes. Like Keith is not afraid to get creative, so we're exactly. going to see changes all throughout the year there everyone needs to just three defensemen on at one time like they they're gonna get ridiculously creative throughout this year they're gonna try so many different no, i'm not players. gonna go as far as saying they're gonna try that because like i think keith put those rumors no. to bed in a press conference so like oh, that okay. was reassuring for me because i'm like, like no way don't do that but like to, to to have the reassurance that they have the depth to like interchange guys practically at will now and whoever's you know whoever's riding that hot streak is gonna get into the lineup like if nick robertson heats up in a game or two he's probably gonna stay in the lineup like People just need to to have some patience here, and I know that's a big ask for Leafs Nation because like we're notoriously impatient for things. But to see how much we exceeded expectation in 2016 to now, it's not actually that bad. And people just need to keep in mind that this team is still very young, for one, very raw, very I'm not going to say inexperienced because now they have had experience in the playoffs, but our the time is coming. And like I know people yep. are growing like super impatient, like just waiting. But like I'd say, this is better getting them experience than than going through a full on rebuild. So, realistically, realistically speaking, if they tanked in 2016 like they did in, in the year before to get Matthews, maybe we're having a different conversation here. If they if they still like if they still weren't good in in, in 2017 and 2018, like you know, 
what do you do? Maybe Tavares doesn't even sign here. So having the luxury looking at this team now compared to where they were expected to be at this point is, is, is always reassuring. And remember Mike Bobcock said there would be pain when he came here and that team was terrible. He was right. But immediately after that, the team was good. So, you know, people are forgetting that this team is still really young and, and really raw like that. And, and that is like, that's always going to be the saving grace for me. Now, eventually, yes, it, it does get to a point where, you know, expect like eventually you're expecting progress, but at this point in time, like, you just got to let them do their job. And that's exactly what Michaela said. You just got to let them do their job. And now we have new, new personnel in there and everything. So if this is the first full year of the Dubas Keith tandem, like let it happen, just yeah. let it happen. And I like how Keith is really being open about what he's going to try. Like he's already, he's already said Matthews is going to get time on the penalty kill. And genius this, move, by the way, that's fantastic. I'm, I wanna, up, yeah. I'm a proponent of you, your, your best players can kill penalties. It doesn't need to be people who could block shots. If they have speed and they, they can get the puck out and they can, you know, play the, the system properly, put them out there. And I really like Marner on the penalty kill. Matthews, I think is going to be good on the penalty kill too. So I'm going to miss Cappy move. in that, that aspect. Cappy was a ki- lethal penalty kill. No, man. no. But you have, dude, you have curve. You have curve he was replaceable. He's, healthy. he's replaceable. Yeah, he is so replaceable. Like, he is replaceable, but he like, was also a the only solid. player that's like integral to the least penalty kill, it, and this is going for this year and last year is Zach Hyman. That is yeah, the only player sure. player that yeah, they Hyman desperately too. need on the penalty kill. Everybody else can really be here? like, no, I don't think so. No, he he signed like thanks. Thankfully, uh, the extent. Thankfully, yeah. Um, no, the Leafs are going to have to though sometime in the near future. But like, okay. I think you know, with Matthews now getting a look, like I think Keith needs to need, doesn't need to be afraid of like trying different guys out out on the penalty kill and getting different looks. And and for Matthews, this is only going to elevate his game because he's already one of the the best offensive all around offensive players this the, in the league right now. And yeah. now like adding a defensive component, like you know, I'm not I'm going to go on a limb and this might be a bit of a hot take, but I think to be like among the best player you players in the league, you have to have some competency on defense. Oh, yeah. And like, oh, yeah. I agree. I mean, okay. Sid was always a two-way player. Always, yeah. always. He was, yeah. he could take the draws like anywhere around the ice. Ovi's not really a two-way player, but he does bring that physical tenacity that a lot of offensive players nowadays are lacking. So like he makes up for it. And like, look at everybody else. Like Patrice Bergeron's one of the best two-way players. Claude Giroux's developed into a two-way player now. Pedersen's developed into a two-way player now. Uh, Lining hasn't really, but like that's just a different conversation. But looking Barthol, around, Kopitar, like exactly these, these top centers, all those, all all those guys are like all those. Yeah, exactly. All those centers, top top line centers, Tomorrow. are developing <laughs> into solid two way players, or have developed into solid two way players. Does this to, you so have to be exactly exactly. So to see Matthews getting an opportunity where he can just make an impact, not just offensively, is a really refreshing you know, perspective just for me and for the least specifically. And, and that's just a really good move strategically. It's going to improve his five on five game too. Like exactly. he's yeah. going to, he's going to gain a lot from this. And I commend Sheldon Keith for making that decision. Last year, there was so much criticism going into the year about, Oh, Matthews doesn't defend. He doesn't back check. He doesn't do all that. And then he worked on it in the off season. And we saw it throughout last year. He was slowly getting better at being a two way center. And I think this year, especially with that role on the PK, we'll see him develop into a much better two way player. This the, year. the best 100%. teams always have their top centers killing penalties, like Crosby yeah. kills yeah. penalties. Always. Kills penalties. Everyone Kovatar kills penalties. Exactly. Like, like a staple on the Bruins penalty mm-hmm. kill. Like, and there's just, the whole, the whole like, debate where it's like, saying. don't don't block the shot. You're, yeah, we've seen we've seen guys like Gallagher break his hand, be out a couple months, but the it doesn't happen all the time to where you're gonna be like, no. you want your best guys out there, 
exactly that shorthanded it's just that's what it boils down to you want your best players out there exactly as much as you can so to get them on the penalty kill is just genius it's more opportunity for them to score that's more opportunity for them to make an impact so to look at it from that perspective exactly so to look at my favorite look at it from that perspective like it's it's honestly a good move and matthews has been matched up with the top lines from every other every team he's faced up to this point so this is just really going to be adding to his his uh his arsenal of talent that we've seen over the last couple of years. So good move on Keith yeah. on that part. My favorite thing on the penalty kill is when you see like a fourth liner killing a penalty and then the puck squirts out and he gets a breakaway and he can't do anything with the puck because he's facing a goalie who he one-on-one, he's not going to beat where at least if you have Marner or somebody out there, there's a legitimate chance they score on that or get a good scoring opportunity. So why not? create more chances for yourself the pros Obviously the, outweigh the cons here it's just it's just a good exactly exactly it, it, that's really what it boils down to and a lot and of that's people- why we need elite breakout star martin marinchin who scored last year on a beautiful breakaway on the penalty <laughs> dude marinchin's not gonna see an a second of ice time in the league I know right like thought. he is so far down the depth chart this is the furthest down the depth chart he's ever been we forgot about i'm uh, surprised he's still here well. Yeah, Kelly Rosen's ahead of him. I, I'd say. Like, oh yeah, it's I'd say he's too. Behind, behind the third pair of Bogosian and Letnin right now, Dermot is there. Sandine, Lilgren, Rosen, and then is everybody else after that. Like, it's just, it's just part of the this this whole. I Can we get Niemela before Niemela before <laughs> No, I, 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 like going back to their whole prospect and drafting uh, resume. I think realistically, like Amrov, all those guys, Hervin and Niemela, all of those guys are at least a couple years out from oh, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. overseas. Like they're probably gonna play a couple more years until until maybe their early twenties, and then they're gonna come over. Which, but like, isn't yeah. a bad thing. Which it's is a good a window to have. Yeah, it's not, not a, bad a bad thing, thing at, all. at all. So like, realistically speaking, Bogosian's gonna be done by then. Um. Oh god! Well, if that is if the if the Leafs might be done this year, yeah, (laughs) might be done this year, and like there's just going to be holes to fill, and that's really how how the process works. And I think you don't know Riley's contract status. You don't know. Yeah, this this year, this year, and and possibly next year because Brody's locked up, and and all those guys are are under contract. Um, this year and and the years coming, like next two, three, four, count them, whatever you want, is going to be really important. And this, I think, this is the year that they're going to like this stretch of time and this time period is really where they're going to try and like push towards that goal where they couldn't get with Babcock's teams. And, and I, I, I think th- I like their chances here. I, I really do. I'm not going to say they're, they're Stanley cup content. They are actually, no, I am going to say they're Stanley cup contenders this year and beyond, but I'm not going to say that they're, they're the front runners at the moment, but I think they definitely have a legitimate. I think that's fair. And, and that's fair. I, I think yeah. this year compared to last, the last few seasons, this year's team, has a better chance than than you know than we've seen. So, that so even, much depth on this team. Yeah, but that even boils down to a Canadian team will be in the top four. Like somebody out of this division will contend for the Stanley Cup. Like they're it's, guaranteed a conference. It's, final. it's guaranteed. Yeah. So it's like that's not a stretch to say that the Leafs exactly. will potentially exactly. contend for the Stanley Cup. To say this is the best Leafs team uh, since like 2010. Is it fair to say that? Because I think it is. I think it is. <sighs> Um, well, we don't really have much to go on. And honestly, <laughs> I'm going to break this down very simply for everybody here. The best team before this team was the team last year. So are yeah. you just going to like, just ask yourself if this yeah. team is better than the team last year. And I'm going to go with yes. yes. And yeah, <laughs> like, it's not hard. Like looking back, the Leafs teams have been notoriously bad since 20, 2010, 2016 was when it was like turning. before that, before that, when it was, yeah, I was gonna a, say, even before was that, they even before that, exactly. So like, <laughs> since like the last 
15 years like oh my what, god what they haven't won a playoff series they haven't like, they oh, haven't oh, been four. good since they had doug gilmore yeah it's just it's been a long time and, 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 and really like bad. just sundin was <laughs> carrying that team on he had, he was had a, what, what, a, like nick andropov and alexi ponikarovsky on his back legendary names like you you have two first overall picks you have the fourth overall pick in Mitch Marner, who was in one of the most stacked drafts of the last decade in that uh, McDavid draft. William Nylander has one of the better contracts in the NHL for the production Looking at he it has. Right now, yes. Looking at yes. it. I mean, like, when you have... When you have... Uh, people still what, want to get rid of that contract. What, what's that guy? What's his name? The Pigeon. Let him play. Called himself a Pigeon on the Flyers. Like, uh, seven million a year. Kevin Hayes. Kevin Hayes? Kevin Hayes makes seven million. <laughs> oh, Kevin Hayes. I'm like Pigeon. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Hayes always goes exactly. Kevin Hayes always goes on spitting chicklets and says how bad he is at hockey. Seven million dollars a year, like give it a rest. Stop. I will. I was actually arguing with my dad about that this morning. I will go to the, the ends of the earth to debate why William Nylander has one of the best contracts per, per point production and like just production anyways in the NHL. And the amount Plus of times, how can you be mad at that? It's like, not even seven. It's, it's not, not even seven. Like he held out so long for that, but. It works for the Leafs, so. Exactly, exactly. Like he, I remember I swear, everyone he held out till December, the beginning him. of yeah. December. But everyone hated on him for that. And then he came back, had a, had, well, obviously he wasn't going to be in, in mid-season form. He struggled a little bit. But like now looking at it, he's developing, again, his defensive he's awareness so, is also developing. Alongside Matt, he's, he's, so he's just good. a really effective player. Like, and if and a lot of people still want to, and like, <laughs> like Evan said, a lot of people still want to trade him. Why? What are you going to get in return because, like, first Nothing of all, like, you want the number one defenseman. You're not going to get the number one defenseman for a winger. You never are. No. It's you're not, not going to get number one defenseman for Nylander, no. The no, best argument won't. I've heard was only just because of the Barzell contract that got offered today. But that was – that's Okay, but, like, that's a, that's a bridge deal. They were, they were in no, Cal. Well. It, it makes yeah. sense considering – It makes sense He's considering it's a dead – million for it's, years. It's, like. it's, a dead, it's a dead cap year. <laughs> His, yeah. his qualifying offer is going to be $8.4 million because it's 120% of the AAV. And that's in three years. They have a new stadium. They're probably going to have more money. Hopefully the NHL money goes up with the cap. He's probably going to get upwards of nine at that point. Easily. Easily. Nine, ten. But, yeah. It's just, it, 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 it's just Leaf fans, like, being Leaf fans, just in, just in general. Like, Guard. everyone's saying they need to get <laughs> another defenseman. They have defensemen now. Everyone needs to stop complaining. Travis is not going to be in the lineup. They have enough their, defensemen. Some of their top drafted uh, defensemen in the last couple of years on the outside looking at Rasmus Sandy and Timothy Lodrigan, they're not even on the top six. Like, no. I don't even... Lodrigan wasn't even in the top eight. Is Sandy no. still technically a prospect at this point? Mm, yeah. Some people say yes, some people say no. He's, I say yeah. He's, he's 20 actually, years old. He hasn't really no, no, played I that much yes. in the I NHL. Yes. I, I actually, yeah. yeah, he hasn't played much. Um... And look, those guys are both going to get their shot, whether it's this year, whether it's next year. They're going to get their shot further down the they're road. They're young yeah. defensemen. Exactly. We can hold People that, need like, to chill. Defensemen just play, need to into their, defensemen play into their late 30s, early 40s at some points. They're 20 and, like, 22. Like, give it a rest. Please. Yeah, it, it's just it's honestly tiring to see how many people want them in the lineup badly when we have better options. Travis Dermott took a team-friendly deal to stay and play and possibly be a healthy scratch <laughs> for like the majority play. of the year. Yeah. 
like it's just it's 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 one of those things that just boggles my mind every time i see people complaining about the leafs defense on twitter it's just and i know as soon as things go wrong which they will like there's going to be rough patches throughout this year as soon as that happens people are going to panic again they'll lose four games in a row and then someone's going to be calling for everyone to get axe and austin matthews to get traded and like to, to move the franchise somewhere like Freddy, it's gonna happen Riley, everybody and we uh, see it with toronto sports in general like the raptors right oh, now yeah. they're like two and six and and people are like pissed but like i think it's, not time to hit the panic it's, button, it's really patience raptors. over everything really and at the, and just drawing off of that example the leafs start two and six i'm not gonna be panic i'm just gonna look at like they're they're no. and knowing keith he's yeah. gonna make adjustments he's gonna change Wait. his game plan he's gonna change the lines he's gonna switch something up so like if it with goes the, badly to start it's not the end of the world with the Raptors discussion, it's like I'm a little more scared for the Raptors just because when you look at the teams and like I'm not, we're not gonna talk about basketball too much, but looking at the teams they have to go against, yeah, they're definitely on the outside looking in when they're contending. But the Leafs should beat every like the should Leafs be team yeah. is just so well built that like we can have that debate where it's like nah, they're like like don't worry, like they're gonna bounce back sooner or later. Exactly. So, like, it's just – it's and now with an all-Canadian division and the Leafs, like, they were actually pretty good against Canadian teams. Like, I'm not going to lie. They're, they are actually decent against their, their counterparts like that. But it's just one of those things where, honestly, patience over everything, really. And, yeah. and that's really all it is. Yeah, I know some people really – I know some people really didn't like the idea of the Canadian division, per, personally, even not involving the Leafs at all. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to watch oh, Edmonton so Calgary excited. a million times this year. Like you get the battle of Alberta so, so good. Times. It's going to be oh, so, good. so good. And like, I think it's just going to be this year, but it's going to be so much fun. We're getting hockey back. Just let it be. Anybody can win. It's going to be probably hockey every day. It's going to be probably oh, the most fun division to watch. So oh, sure. yeah, that, that's not, that's not, that's not like anything. Like that's not a hot take or anything. That's actually possible. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be great. So To be honest, the only positive. more competitive division than the Canadian one, I think, is the East. Because anybody is cracked. There's just, well, I don't know about anyone. I don't think New Jersey is going to be making not the playoffs. Necessarily, okay. but I don't think Boston's Jersey, making the playoffs either. I don't think Boston is either, but... I don't think we, there's as many locks in that division. No, there's not many locks. But I don't know in the East, the I think I think Philly's not. coming out of that. Philly's coming out of one of the Philly's teams. probably Philly's probably the only Philly team that I think's a lock. Yeah, yeah. You know that's a fair take. That's, that's a, a very take. well that's a very well built team. That's why I think it's gonna be most exciting is because there's so many like you could have multiple conver- combinations in there except for pretty much New Jersey. Like Islanders could pull off a miracle somehow. Like Rangers, their no Islanders are in there. They played well. In I the wouldn't say it's Florida, a miracle. So yeah. I, I, that's not a miracle. That, they, I say they, they, Islanders. They didn't change their team very much. I, I say, say the Islanders over Buffalo. Yeah. I take Islanders over Buffalo too. Yeah, actually, yeah. As much no, as I want Buffalo to make Ilya, the playoffs, I don't. know. Ilya Sorokin is projected to be one of the best Russian goalies like ever. So, man, is everyone just going to be projected to be one of the best Russian goalies ever? Oh, if you Jesus. come from Russia, if you come from Russia <laughs> and you play goalie, you better be Harder good, and you better, you better be. Akimov is going to be stick. one of the best Russian goalies ever, guys. Hell yeah! Did, Let's did go. you see? Did you see Askarov post a picture of like super glued? He's like, "I'm good." Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh my god, I saw that after dropping a stick so many times. Oh man. He's at least going to come Russia back next year too. I know he can literally play three straight World Juniors. That's ridiculous. Like Spencer Knight did. Like Spencer Knight did. I hate Spencer Knight. Spencer Me too. Knight hurt my soul. But. He felt like it. Literally felt like he was around for forever. Yeah. Like the three years yeah. felt like six with Spencer Knight. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 
both him and Levi, Florida picks, of course. There you go, Alex. Your Florida reference. Yeah, and they have Rossi signed to a $10 million contract. (laughs) Speaking of goalies, though, the Leafs don't have as bad... They have a little bit to go with their goalie prospects, but they're still like they're not. I'm gonna like, be honest. I thought they'd be making a lot more progress than they are now. Like they it's have, just... but you also gotta con- uh, contribute to the fact that Wool got hurt and was out for a bit, and I think oh, Wool got hurt for a long time, and Ian Scott also yeah. got hurt for a long time. So like, I yeah. guess like, you know, it's it's not. They're like they're but still super young guys. Like goalies take <laughs> yes. a long time to develop. Even Akidiyamov is gonna take like probably four years before he makes like before Wool's still has, 22. Yeah. He struggled yeah. a lot in the AHL. Like Ian Scott is 21. Like it's not. They're not like it's again. Not anytime soon, I'll tell you that much. Like his yeah. his first year with the Marlies. Well, actually, no. He he has he's barely played with the Marlies. Like he's he's yeah, been in Prince Albert, and he got hurt like a lot last yeah. year. So like it's not. Like, I wouldn't say like he's he actually hasn't even given been given like that shot yet in in the AHL no. even professionally. Like he's barely out of junior plus, right now. Plus the Marlies were not great last year. Well, as soon as Keith left, he was terrible. And Joseph yeah. Wall. I mean, he struggled a lot with the Marlies like at, like he came out of Boston College he was super good or he was like pretty good out of the NCAA and then with the Marlies okay well I'm not even like that's just abysmal stats like 32 games and an 880 save percentage like that's not even gonna get you like that's not that's you're gonna be the backup of the Marlies like that's not gonna get you anywhere yeah. in your career so like you know bringing in Campbell bringing who's under contract bringing back Hutchison bringing in Arendelle I think is a really good move long-term because it's going to give not only the goalies time to develop like the younger goalies, but it's going to give them like, you know, a good, good mentorship around, around the AHL when that, when, if, and when that season kicks off. So, you know, I'm still like, I'm, I'd say they're on the upwards of like four years away still, but like, I still think like the Leafs have like a good bridge till, till then. My only worry is after this season. Uh, the only worry yeah. I have is going to be if Anderson leaves. Draft. If Anderson no. leaves, or if the Anderson expansion draft, well, but also expansion draft. That's well, going to be another. We all know thing. who's going to get taken. It's going to be Dermot or Hall. It's probably going to be Dermot or Hall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I mean, it could be worse. Uh, it I mean, definitely it could, could be, be but like that. Looking that at actually, the depth you have. Yeah. If if like if Miko Lennon lives up to the hype, we won't even need Dermot or Hall anymore. And like Sandine's gonna exactly. fill in hopefully next year. So like, it, and, right? but like, like I, I and I'm not too worried about the expansion draft. Only know I know because I know Duke is probably gonna make? do his homework. He's gonna do his homework. He's gonna be able to to arrange something oh. like in a favorable situation. What I'm worried about is if Jack if Anderson leaves. Will Jack Campbell be that unanimous starter that he he wanted to be? And I think that's a good question to look ahead to the future because I, as much as I love Jack Campbell as a player, he is not as good as Freddie Anderson. Um, he I don't think he's as good as a lot of other starters, maybe. But he he was a high draft pick for a reason. Um, and I don't I I'm I'm still a little on the fence. I know it's a a year down the road, but I'm still a little on the fence about whether he can actually become that number one starter that he was Me drafted too. to be. Drafted 11th overall, you you don't draft 11 goalies 11th overall to to sit on the bench. You don't draft backup goalies in in that high in the draft. So he's 11th overall. Yeah, 11th overall. Yeah. Dallas got flipped to L.A. and then came to Toronto. So I don't oh like. It's just. It's one of those he things has upside, where like, he definitely has upside, but I don't 
Ah, uh, man. If Anderson does leave, I don't know where that leaves Toronto. Like, is that going to leave uh, a massive hole? Like, yeah. I can see them picking are. somebody cheap up. Like, I don't know who. Yeah, but is that gonna, is that going to make their team as good as this? Not, like, I know we're looking ahead no. to the future here, but like, if no. they pick up someone cheap, like if they get someone, if they sign or someone yes. to a PTO, this is like I'm sensing like Michael Neuvers vibes again, where it's just going to oh, be no. a disaster. <laughs> like, but not Neuvers. I think no matter what happens, unless something crazy happens and we get a really good goalie after Anderson. Anderson leaving is going to make your team worse. Oh, no, like, like it's hard to replace that. Jack Campbell coming in will not be as good as Freddie Anderson. Well, is, is like, if, if Freddie is like, unless Freddie plays awful this year. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. Okay. Actually, you know what? That might be best case scenario though for Toronto. If they want to dream of keeping Freddie, if it, the only oh, their really yeah. only hope is that if he plays badly and then no one offers him yeah. that massive contract, but then again, he, even he if he plays just, badly, I still I think he's going to get offered average. five a year. If we have better defense now. If he plays average, we still have a very good shot. I think. Yeah, but like if if with that better defense, say we had to take this defensive core, put it in on next year's team, and just swap out Campbell for Anderson, is our team going to be good or just as good? That's really the question. We, we, saw, we saw this offseason, so many goalies were just running around the NHL, like so many different places, like goalie switching. This year and was really weird for goalies. I, I feel like there's just a lot of goalies in like systems where there's like Gorgiev probably could be a starter somewhere, but he's sitting behind Tristurkin and then. There's a lot of that's going to be a tandem though. There, Shesterkin's yeah. not the, the number it one. It seems there. like, like it seems like goalie it. tandems has been working because we saw it in Dallas. They had mul- like they had uh they had two goalies running through the playoffs. Like yep, I like goalie tandems. That is I like goalie tandems too. That's and why Montreal sent so much money to Jake Allen. No, but Carey Price is starting over eighty oh, percent of those. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so like that's not even a tandem. That's obviously Carey Price. It's just to give him more rest because the two goalies that have played the most, I think, over the last two years was a. Uh, Price and Anderson, right? Yeah, yeah. It was. So I think Jack Campbell's definitely going to get more games this year than he did last. Then on yeah. backups and, and, and Jack last Jake year. Allen is Carey Price is going to get way less games than he did like this year than he did last oh. year. And oh, like yeah. the tandem works, but only for certain teams. Like you That's look at Edmonton, thing. that tandem both goalies suck. So like, how, how does that have at least one work? goalie? In, yeah, in yeah the you need at least one good goalie. So like, it's it's one of those things where it's kind of like a give or take. You kind of have to look at your team and be like, you know, is this actually going to work? Like, like oh man, some goalie, some teams just need goaltending like badly like calgary has a chance to be one of the best teams in the league like yeah i think marshall's great dave reddick can play at an elite level and he's proven that he can't dave. Do that. yeah exactly so he can he that would kind of that could be a great tandem but everybody else is just it's one of those things that's like you know you look down the depth chart and you, you kind of like question who's there like who's behind it matt was, murray in ottawa right now it like, was it's funny just, florida florida i don't even know i have no idea who ottawa's backup and, is um, uh, I'm going to go on a limb and just plug my guy because I, I know him and he came on my podcast. But Joey Decor just signed a three-year extension like earlier in the offseason. Is, so is he, he going to be their backup? Uh, possibly. He might be third goalie. I'm not, I don't even know. Like Mad Sogard might be before him. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't even, like I'm trying to think who are the goalies in their system. Uh, well, I know a couple. Is Robin Leonard still in, uh, in, in Vegas? Vegas? Yeah, with Flurry. I, I mean, okay, look. I'm shocked Flurry's still there after last yeah, year. I am too, honestly. Yeah. I'm shocked he still kept his agent. That yeah. was more surprising, actually. <laughs> yeah. That that whole like the sword thing. Oh man, I've completely forgot about that. Mm. Speaking of Vegas, by the way, little bit of trivia for you guys. Who I did Vegas take from the Leafs in the expansion draft? Brendan Leipzig. Brandon Leipzig is correct from Michaela. Wow. Nice. And guess where Brandon Leipzig is now? Side 
Simon. nowhere. <laughs> yeah. The KHL with that Arizona kid. I yeah. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I do not want to get into him right now. I I could. Oh, that's funny. Well, I mean, look, the outlook for the Leafs this year, I think, is is second round again. Like I said, second round, bare minimum. Like I want to see them come out of that Canadian division. I want to see them come out of that Canadian division and and, and get to that to that guaranteed conference final position because. Well, I mean, I, I hate to do this, but we talked so much about the positives. I think it's time to talk about the flip side and see what ha- like what what if, if hypothetically if the Leafs like you know if they are nothing if they are below the top seed and worst comes to worst they don't even make the playoffs. What is going to happen? Someone getting dealt. Yeah. Someone getting dealt. Someone getting fired Something's somewhere. Yeah. Sheldon Keith's not on the hot seat, but no. No. someone someone in the upper management is, is gone. I don't know if Dubis... I was going to say, I would be surprised if Dubis goes, even if... I think I Shanahan's out last. right away. I don't, I don't think, think Shanahan's gone either. either. I don't think Shanahan's, think Shanahan's gone. Shanahan's like, I think if the Leafs... Like, say, okay, actually, you know what? Here's a better scenario. If they get bounced in, like, early in the playoffs this year again, I really don't think anything's moving. Back. I, I don't think... Any, yeah, I, I think run everyone, back. everyone's just going to run it back and just be like, you know, let's if, try again next year. If you win... The first round, that's the first time since 2004 mm-hmm. you've made it out of the first round. And you have to keep the team again. Yeah. Oh, I think if you win the first round, everybody's see, like, You see how long it's it's if you don't win a playoff round. That's where it gets a little that's, bit. Actually, the better question is to ask, who out of the top four is going to get dealt first? Is it going to – like, Tavares is gonna not going to go. It's so going to be Nylander. At, it's mm, gonna be Nylander, I, but I say it's Nylander. No, I I don't think it's I think, Nylander. I I'd really rather don't. get rid of Marner, but I think it'd be yeah. Nylander. No, Marner. I think Marner's gonna. Uh, no, Marner. I. That's exactly why. Contract wise, I think the Leafs would rather deal Marner first, and they would try harder with Marner. I'd, than I'd rather right. deal Marner too. But would a team take that contract in for the right price? The, obviously, the, the yes. current cap we're, situation. We're looking in the at NHL. Like, the problem okay. is I don't know what you like. <laughs> What do you get for the him? return for Marner is like God. it's gonna be that worse. scares me. That's it's what gonna, scares you me. Don't win oh, Marner. I know, I know, I know, I know. You deal Marner if so. Th- this is all hypothetical, but if Marner's you want to get rid of Marner, you deal him to Columbus and get Dubois in a package for return. That is what you do. I would be shocked. Would Columbus do that? Marner obviously plus they Jones. would. Yeah, it's got to be Marner plus and then or, and no, sorry, Dubois. Dubois plus Seth Jones. No, it's not. No, no. Chan, you don't even no, get. You don't no even get way. Seth Jones one for one on Marner. Uh, Ooh, I, I think don't you think would. so. I think Seth Jones. That's a top. That's a top defenseman in the NHL on a Did top lesser what? contract. Top what? Top line. Top twenty. Top, top nine. nine. Line, line, no, no, line. top line, yeah, top line, sure, yeah, yeah, top, top line. line. <laughs> Josh's, Josh's, not definitely Josh's not top nine. When, when he thought you said top, top, like, top nine, yeah, exactly. And Marner's Marner's not a top nine forward either, so that would work one for one. But Marner is a top line forward, and Jones yeah. is a top it's, line defenseman. Exactly, it's top, exactly. It works. It's a top, I think one for one top, would work. It's a top winger for a top defenseman, and what's the premium in the NHL? That's the only reason why I think one for one it wouldn't go through. Are you saying the premium is defense? in the NHL? No, it's it's probably center. But what what's more valuable, the winger or the D? Well, looking at Columbus, Ooh. they have D though. Actually, it depends on the team though. It does depend on the it team because every team's it, needs it, are different. So if you situation. deal, if you deal, okay. Thinking about it from like okay, 
If you deal, no way leaves Stu Marner for Dubois straight up. Columbus no. is, is going to have to throw in like an extra. Is there not some like drama with Dubois though? In- yeah, he signed an yes, extension and wants, wants a trade. It's he very out. weird. He, so, he signed a very I low mean, bridge deal for two years. Yeah, and then he wants to leave now? That doesn't make any sense. But that's besides isn't it? Isn't it because of torts though? It probably, probably is. Torts. Tort, you need, Remember like, he was yelling at, Torts was yelling at him all throughout the five gamer. I could yeah, not that, imagine. I would actually be scared to see how Tortorella, a coach like that, would affect Marner's game. I well, don't. Think, I don't think that would be good. No, but if we if we trade him to Columbus, then we don't have to worry about him anymore. Sorry, Mitchie, I love you, but like <laughs> if we trade, so if, if, I have if, I have a life size. If you're the GM for Columbus and you get offered Marner one for one, for who? For Seth Jones, you take it. Yes. 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 Obviously. Yes. If you're the Leafs and you get that offer, you take it. If okay, it, this it's, is all. It's the, good for both I just, teams. I this is like all on the premise. Values. This is all on the premise that uh, that the Leafs. Yeah, because I just feel like in, I value in a perfect Seth world, too much. In a perfect world, the Leafs keep all four. They win a playoff series this year, and we don't even have to worry about this. Exactly. Nothing would but make if, me. But happy it doesn't happen. Like nothing Warner's would make gone. me happier than one day seeing William Nylander's long, luscious hair lifting a Stanley Cup in Toronto. Nothing would make me happier. You want to talk man rocket? That is Nylander. And just putting that out there, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to get into this discussion about man. I don't know. Uh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, Marner's dead. Like, I would do Jones or Marner straight up. I also would do Marner for Dubois plus somebody else straight up. Like, so in well, Dubois, there, there, has for, Dubois is an interesting one because he's a center. He's definitely not going to command $10 million on the market. Considering that Sorry, is Marner making ten million right now? I thought he was making is seven. I think Marner. Marner. Yeah, hold on. Marner's Nylander's making six. No, Marner's making like nine something. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think he's yeah, like, isn't he like nine that's, nine? That's, oh wow, no, six that's, year, uh, that's ten point eight annually. This is Yikes. why I was saying, if you're one for oneing in as Columbus, you're taking on a ten million dollar contract for your your best defense. Okay, I thought his contract that's, was a lot lower than that. Okay, maybe if it was not. a comparable contract, Would then you do Marner for Dubois and Merz Lickens. Uh, I don't. I don't, nah. I, I don't I feel like Columbus why would why anything. would Columbus do that? Yeah. Yeah. Toronto's gonna yeah. have to add something in there. I'd, pr- I'd probably do. I'd probably do uh, Dubois and maybe like Texier and like a pick or something. Yeah. So like Dubois, Texier, and a pick for like Marner and or like Dorf Liam or Foodie. Or like, Marner and no, 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 no. Liam Foodie's one of their top prospects. They're not like exactly. No, like, that's why you gotta Foody. try and finesse them. Uh, no, 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 no. That's like no. Yarmo's Yarmo's not Jim Rutherford, man. Like you can only finesse a couple couple GMs in the league like that. Jim Rutherford, Jim Rutherford is one of them. Jim Rutherford, Jim Rutherford is one of them. Because we the just did it. One. We just he's we literally just did it. Like, it. We just pulled that off. Like that was like the like highway robbery. I'm surprised right. you didn't get Malkin for Kapanen the way Jim yeah. Rutherford. Honestly, like, yeah, that's way, like, you imagine? Rutherford was so oh apt at giving up so much for a guy that is like proven that he can't play with the top players on any team so like Could you, you know he also just, if he got Malkin for Kapanen <laughs> oh my god it would be when he you know when he lifted the Calder Cup and he was like screaming and cheering yeah that would be yeah. reaction yeah. 100% 100% it, it's just one of those things where like you know you really have to know the market and I'm not gonna say like a team isn't gonna take on Marner's contract but it's gonna be tough like now, now I think like the, the biggest takeaway from the Leafs, like in general, is that they're putting the onus on their players. Like, and okay, obviously every team puts onus on their players, but more so for Toronto, only because they're locked up into that cap situation. They're like almost in a corner a little bit, but they are putting so much 
responsibility on the players to perform and live up to the contracts that they need to do that. And, and that's really what's going to be the defining factor. Like any day of the week, it's really going to be up to the players to see if they want to play well or not. Like that's, that's really all the success of the franchise is pretty much in the hands of like four players. Yeah. But here's what I yeah, think the work they're getting paid the big bucks though. Exactly. Yeah. You need to warm up to that. You, they're getting you paid know. more than a premium because a lot of the time in the NHL, yeah. you see team uh, players taking team friendly deals, whether it's Boston, whether it's um, not necessarily Colorado, but um, Tampa or places like that. And obviously, we can talk about the income tax in the states and stuff like that. But they're definitely getting paid a lot more than a lot of comparable players at their positions, at least for yeah, Marner. So like, like it, this year is definitely going to be a big measuring stick in that, in that regard, only because like, you know, we, they have, they've lived, they definitely have lived up to the hype in, in the regular season, but we've never seen it translate fully into the playoffs. So we just need to see like everyone's like waiting for that day where, where, you know, Matthews still lights up the league in the playoffs and, and, and Marner still is making crazy plays in the playoffs. Like as soon as that happens, that that's when I think the Leafs will finally get over the hump. And I think, you know, this past year was a good indication of that. It, it, their playoff, their playoff performances got better uh, in comparison to the Boston, the couple of Boston series in Washington. It definitely got better. So we're on the uptick, I think, but like this year for sure, like depending on who they play, especially if it's a favorable matchup, they have to take advantage of it. I think worst case scenario this season, say, say it's an injury riddled season. Say you either don't make it or say you get bounced on the first round as a worst case scenario. Uh, like you were saying before, Josh, I think you give Anderson like a two year contract and just say, run it back try to win the uh, try to go for it with us for the next two years yeah but do you overpay him on that two-year deal though because like, he would take that he wouldn't take that yeah. either Why would and, I'm, yeah. and I'll, I'll give you a clear example of that we oh my gosh now now the name is like slipping my mind oh he's gonna sorry, be this really is another basketball reference this is another basketball reference but Serge Ibaka was offered a one-year yeah. nine million contract yeah. by the Raptors he left for a two-year 18 mil in LA people want security and if Anderson if yeah. I'm Anderson I want to be locked up long term somewhere and he was locked That's up right. long term here in Toronto because of the Ducks, the contract that he signed with Anaheim before he was traded. But if you give him like that bridge deal, that two, three year deal at like a higher price point, he's not going to take that. He's going to want stability. Like if you, okay, just, just for hypotheticals, if you give him two years at six mil and he has five at either five or four and a half elsewhere or four at four and a half from five. He's gonna dip and take the four. Yeah, four, five, yeah. Why wouldn't you though? Exactly. Why wouldn't one injury? So, one like it just makes more sense. It, it makes more sense from a perspective, and that's why bridge deals are so hard to get done now. Especially and how old goalie. How old when you're he's late twenties, I think. Yeah, so he doesn't want he doesn't want a contract that's gonna take him to thirty two. Like exactly. Because he's, at that uh, point, oh no, he's thirty one. He's thirty one. So oh, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So you he'd want to pull a, a smaller version of Bobrovsky. If he plays well this year, he wants to get locked up five, six years and not maybe not like eight. But like yeah. five six years because, at least till he's like upper like mid yeah. mid high 30s so like it's just it's one of those things where you know the Leafs are going to definitely try their best especially if he plays well they're, he's dead they're definitely going to try their, their best to sign him in fact they might they might try their best to re-sign him during the year if that's possible that that rarely ever happens but it, it could but it's it's um Ooh. a bridge deal is really 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 like rare Especially for goalies. I didn't realize. And I Hyman, is up at the, Hyman is up at the end of this year. 
Oh, well, that's just great. And, you know, if he has another 20 goal season, he's going to want 4 million at least. So, yeah, you know, where take, take your pick. Who do you want? I'd rather keep Hyman personally. Like, I would too. I, like, Hyman is such yeah. that, that spark plug player that the Leafs desperately need. And like players like him, like, do not come along very often. Like Connor he Brown is play. one of those guys. Like he can just play anywhere you That's want. He can contribute anywhere, in the anywhere you want. Exactly. So, you know, a versatile player like that needs and to he's be consistent. resigned. And he's really consistent he, and he's gritty and he's tough like that. Like, you know oh, what you're boy. getting with Zach Hyman pretty much every single night. He's going to come out. He's going to battle hard in the corners. He's going to get opportunities to score. I think you take him over. Exactly. And, and if you and, have, if you have another option in that, that's the but thing. But like the cap, the cap is going to be tough because with all those league. Okay, say even if you let go of all those league minimums that you have now, I don't even think you have him. enough. Yeah, you have to replace. Not only you have to replace him, but I don't even think you have enough cap space to to sign somebody big. So, and I don't even I know mean, how much the cap is going to go up. You have to remember, you, yeah, exactly. You don't Morgan know how much Riley. You're going to want to keep Morgan Riley, and his contract oh, is five Riley. years. It's coming up Two in a years away. Years. I it's am so scared for Riley, man. You got to be careful. I, so, like, I, it's going to be I'm, really interesting to see how they work around this. I, I have full confidence in Dubas that he's going to be able oh, to work I, around it. He, like, he's he's been able to figure thinking. it out up to now. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Like, like, he's been doing some, like, they call it, like, uh, salary cap gymnastics right now. He's been able to do that all throughout this offseason. So, when Freddie's up, when Zach Simon, Zach Simon, and who knows, maybe even Zach Simon takes a team-friendly deal. I'm not counting on it, but looking I think at he might, to be I think it depends he, he on where the team he is. He definitely could, exactly. So, if you look Home at Dermot, he definitely did. Mikheyev definitely did. Like, you, Morgan, I bet you Morgan does. I bet you Morgan does. But you don't want to leave that. You don't want to leave. No, you don't want to leave that You don't want to do no, no, that. No, no. So, like, it's, no, no, it's no. one of those things where if he does do it, like, Hyman would be the guy to do it, but at the end of the day, you have to you have to like take into account that you're trying to re-sign some some of your like cornerstone players here, the players that you need in your lineup, and and the bridge deal is not going to work for a goalie. Two things: one, Morgan Riley is 26. Excuse me, that is ridiculous. I thought he was like 28, 29. I thought he was way older than he was because of how long Morgan Riley's just... been in the NHL since 1996. We just didn't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's just been around through so much. And like so many he's played with so many lot. different players on this team, like that have come in and out. It just feels like he's been here forever. Yeah. And the other thing is, he is on one of the best deals in the league. He's only making five million bucks, man. <laughs> like that is an underrated contract. Like a top fifteen, top ten. Oh boy, I don't even know how I'd say he's a top ten defenseman. Let's see. Just okay. I can with say defense, you, I think with top defense, fifteen. You can make an argument. Top fifteen for sure. Top ten. North American defenseman. Just look at them. Would they make their Olympic team? That's how I determine it. Would they make the? Uh, Olympic team? I, think he, I think Riley I think he, makes it. If I, think, I don't. Seven, you take seven. What is it? Seven or eight to the Olympics? Yeah. He makes it. He'd he'd be very close. He makes it. He makes he it. Ma- he he'd at it. least be on like the like the. He's not top line, but extra he's players. There. He's there. <laughs> he makes. I think he makes it. Depending he on what they're looking the for. Oh boy, I don't know. PK suits. PK oh yeah, no, yeah, no, he does. He does. He does. Yeah. He makes. He makes. I've seen a lot of predictions, and he's pretty much always on them, which is like kind of surprising because you don't even think of him like that, but when you look around the league, like he fits. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No, I'd say so. 
gosh, it's, it's just, it, you know, it, it's one of those things where, like, I know everyone's so scared of the contract years coming up and everything, but, like, that's exactly why the Leafs need to put the pressure on the, on their big guys to produce and their big guys to perform because they're here for they're here for the long run, and you know within that five year window because Matthews is the shortest contract of them all within that five year window if you don't bring home a Stanley mm. Cup that's gonna look pretty. I was gonna I was gonna bring like, that up. If Matthews's contract is up and he we haven't won the cups in like that five year window like he's walking. He's he probably and go he's to going anywhere and he's getting paid. So yeah. it's I don't blame him. I don't blame Arizona. him either. I don't, you were I don't here. blame he players for walking and taking money. I don't either. Uh, yeah. I After being like, Tavares on, just did it for the hours. Yeah. We all know how pissed they got. So, like, it's just... You, I don't think you can... You can't get <laughs> the mad at the player. The Islanders made... Oh, I remember that. The, all the Islanders fans are it, so it's, sad. It's, it's just... You know, the pressure is on them. But Leaf and fans, we're just going to see how they perform. Remember that. When Matthews... If he eventually one day walks... Please don't act like the Islanders fans. Don't. Oh, no, 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 no. Begging you. Don't, 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 don't. You have to, you have to respect that. that man. He is done. <laughs> That's me. That, I'm putting it out there right uh, now. We cannot deal with that. Please just be respectful. Don't just, don't be petty like that. We're so much like, better than them. Like, it's just, and Matthews has done a lot before. for our team, and he's been in the league for like three years. So, like, he's, he's going he's into his barely, fifth season, actually. Okay, fifth season. My yeah. bad. Um, <laughs> what? Again, the like only reason I know that is because I wanted to see when did Crosby win his first cup. Crosby won it in his fourth season. Matthew oh, going to his. Okay, fifth. well that's a different team. Crosby did not carry that 0-9 team. Oh, Malkin was the best player in that playoff. Had one of the best. Exactly. Playoff okay, that's what I thought. So of like, all time. Different context. Matthews yeah. is definitely. I just wanted to, to compare like, the ages. Yeah. Matthews. Well. And also Look, last year he didn't was win like his first cup till like, he was so old. So like, you know, Matthews still has a long leash, and I think you know five years is a long time. But uh, this year is going to be really telling us to where where they're at. Um, and and you know, it's going to be, it's just going to be interesting to see what they do. And, and that's really this year, this year is your real, like this is what well, they are. Yes, they, now this, exactly. There's now, no excuses this year. Now with Dubas, like reconstructing a team as we mentioned in the opener and and Sheldon Keith's first full season by the bench yes this yeah is, we, t- we talked about this earlier this we, is the you year can that... make excuses for the years past there yeah. is not a single this one is, you can make for this yeah. year this is it, mm-hmm. this, this, this is it. Yeah. guys we're not even talking about the most important UFA coming up for this Leafs team this upcoming offseason Martin <laughs> he's a UFA after this he's season. getting league Will minimums he get another one no 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 he's getting he's getting league minimum he either here or somewhere else, or he's going back to Europe. Like, there's no, there's no, like, he, he's not getting the Leafs. Actually, will no, not the Leafs aren't going to renew him. Like, they will not. He's they already have the Latvian Pro League. That's where he's going to end up. The no, Latvian he can play Pro in the League. KHL. He could play in the KHL. If there's even a lat, I think there's a Latvian team in the KHL. He can go there. What's By the way, we're still paying Phil Kessel. I'm looking at cap friendly right now. We're still playing. Not, it, we're it's, still it's, paying it's Phil Kessel 1.2 mil. It's done after this year, I think. No, next year. Next year. Holy shit. We're still playing, paying for part of the uh, If you're on cap friendly, can you check if Joffrey Lupo's contract is still on the books? I think it came off this year. I think it just came Nathan off. Nathan yeah. Horton came Clark- off this year. Same with Clarkson and same with Horton. Yeah. Oh, boy. They just okay. came we, off. They just well, came like, off. there's the cap relief right there. Like, now we don't even have any cap relief anymore. Like, now we don't have any, like, things that we can count on to, like, that they're yep. going to disappear. Like, cap like, still has Mikhail Grabrovsky listed. I don't know why. We're paying the him Leafs, zero dollars. We bought him the, out. The Leafs yeah. paid um to... They paid Phil Kessel to win two cups. That's what happened. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> it, well, like, look, it, it's going to be really interesting to see how Dubas, like, juggles that whole cap situation. I mean, he always has, and, like, I'm assuming he always will. But, to, like, 
Hyman and, and Anderson expiring at the end of the year, along with those, all those league minimums, is really going to be interesting to see how he how he works around that. Because like, it maybe you know what? Like right now, maybe he will trust Jack Campbell with that with that starting job. Like I I don't know. Maybe he just maybe he, if he plays well this year, like maybe he will. Jack Campbell think, has this year and next. I think he yeah. signed that a uh, Marner contract. I think they gave Marner that contract, assuming the cap would go up, not knowing there would be a global pandemic that put dead cap into two straight yeah. years. I don't think they saw that coming. Well, I don't think any team saw that coming. So. <laughs> well, I know. Yeah, I'm, I know. I'm just going to predict that Kyle Dubas didn't have a glass Kyle Dubas was Kyle Dubas was the only GM in the NHL not to know there would be a dead cap because of a pandemic. Yeah, it's just it, that's a really unfortunate situation. That might affect the Leafs like long term, but like that's gonna affect most teams. Yeah, and it's gonna affect most teams too. That's so, like, why maybe, a lot of maybe, teams are... but maybe Anderson t- is, is is taking a cheaper deal in Toronto. Like maybe there isn't a team that's gonna offer him that like that much that's money. The thing. Like, maybe the Leafs we are gonna be right year. up there with like the candidates. So like, what he's making like five something right now. Like because I it's, it was five by five in Anaheim. Yeah. I, I think something along those lines. So if if you know, you sign him to like a four year at like just like four point eight or something. I, you know, I I'd say well, he well think about it. He hasn't obviously he hasn't won a playoff series being in Toronto. Unless yeah. a team really wants to overpay like Bavarovsky got overpaid because he 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 swept the lightning. That's why he got that much money. And he also won the two Vezinas. Frederick and Anderson trash. and he's trash now. Frederick Anderson never won a Vezina. He hasn't won a playoff series yet. Unless they really go on a sh- like a crazy run and just well, no, I'm not, I'm also not going to put it past the team to completely overpay him though. There's going to be a team I, out there that's going to show up. There's though. a lot of teams I, that take well, okay, that stay there's no guarantee under that, the cap. There's no guarantee that there's going to be a t- that a team is going to show like six, like offer him a five year contract with six million annually. No, I don't see that. Like, I'm not. Them. There's no guarantee, but there there very well could be like. I don't know. Maybe New Jersey wants a suitable tandem with Mackenzie Blackwood. No, not Detroit. Please, no, not and Detroit. And Detroit at space. So, no, please. We all no. know Eiserman wants to rebuild that franchise as quickly as possible. Oh, no. So, like, oh, no. there's a possibility there. Like, and th- what? They've been rumored to take Tyler Johnson's $5 million annual league salary, like, forever now. So, like, yeah. could work. It could work. That sounds possible. Yeah. But overall, like, Lee fans should be excited and. I'm praising patience, but I think, I'm also yeah. Also hockey fans should just be excited. Yeah. It's gonna be a oh, good yeah. year. I'm so excited for this season. It's yeah. But also, Leaf fans, don't freak out if things Please start don't. off rocky or if we hit a rough patch at also, some point. Also, don't it's freak out happen. if Jimmy VC struggles on that second line, guys. Just it's it's really just it's really one of those things where you kind of have to take it in stride and just be like, you know, if this works out it works out but just i think a lot of people are putting in an insane amount of pressure on the newcomers and like it's one of those things that's like it's not going to be healthy it's not going to be healthy that's all and and like we just we literally just analyzed this the leaf this leaf team like you need to be excited about this leaf team because this is again one of the best better teams we've we've seen in recent memory and it's all about translating it onto the ice so and they definitely have a chance to take take the crown in this canadian division because they have they have the talent they have the depth and they have the defensive stability now to actually do that so yeah you know it's it's nothing but optimism at this point and and that's really all it is before we wrap this up who are you guys taking team blue or team white uh i am taking team whatever color austin matthews and scott saverin is on that is blue i'm taking i forgot about (laughs) Saver. yeah i'm gonna take that team too team blue um let me let me quickly pull up the roster and see who looks better 
Not that team. I'm excited. I'm excited to see Matthews oh, Marner. Oh, man. team blue. Matthews, Marner, I think it's Riley, Riley, Sandine, yeah. Simmons, Spezza, Old Man, Thornton, and Barbanov. I'm going to take that team. TJ Brody's on that team too. Yeah. I, I oh, think also, can we just team. admire the lettuce growing off these off the gentlemen in their in their official team headshots? Oh. Holy This is, this is so unrelated, but did anybody see Duncan Keith's hair? Yeah, it's, it's like literally looks like the under down to his shoulder. Oh, like, I was shocked when I saw his headshot. Who was the person from Pittsburgh who just looked like who had his team photo? It was going around as a meme oh, for Tanev. We were doing the football podcast and Casey was talking and she wasn't looking at the camera. So I just stuck my phone up with Tanev's face for about 25 seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Some people has they have impressive hair on this Leaf team. My goodness, Neilander's grown it out. Like Mac Hollowell's grown it out. Like, wow. Marner's hair's a bit long right now too. It's a little. Yeah, Marner and Tavares like, too. Tavares Marner's trying to kind of look nice like Sean Mendez now. That's what he's trying. Justin to Hall. For. Justin Hall has similar hair to Duncan Keith. We got some nice musicians on here. I'm, we got Mendez. We got uh, Sheeran. I'm not, not going to lie. I was I saw the picture of Marner at a practice. I was like, that looks like Sean Mendez. Like the hair, it just matches. Zach Hyman's growing out his hair. Two Toronto boys. Good Toronto boy right there. And McKay of no has more, That's that's no fantastic. more Lamorello to tell. And then we got we have the nice beards too. I know. Yeah. Oh yeah, Marner's got got the flow going now. If he's he's Thornton's is big now. It's after he shaved it off, it's back. It is. If Matthews like, can win. The rocket this year i'll rock a playoff uh playoff stash oh yeah this wouldn't stash. be a podcast oh. episode this wouldn't be a podcast episode if we didn't make some like outrageous like claim that's my or something this like is my way like, like okay so last time i said i needed to get a paterka jersey if, if <laughs> i can beat russia that didn't happen which that didn't, didn't even... yeah it was close, i have a matthews but... jersey already so like i don't need to like you know do anything because i i just got it on sale um if uh if you all Marincin plays out. over 15 games, you need to buy a Marincin jersey. Oh my god, dude. Can That's you just make it something safe, I though. want? That's probably I don't safe, want a though, because jersey. I don't think he's in the lineup 15 games. There's okay, no wait. Way. No, no. But I yeah, I agree with Mikhail. I think we didn't make the claim like something that could actually happen. Like like oh, Germany beating that. Russia could actually happen. Like Marincin playing. Didn't we say Germany? beating the states and they didn't even play they didn't even oh play right, right right yeah 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 yeah. so you were in the clear anyway you were fine yeah um yeah so i just want something like more more probable than that i want something like to happen that like it's actually like if riley wins the norris okay i scores 20 oh actually you know what that could work that could happen because he's actually got a competent partner now and now he's gonna light yeah. up the league and torch the league yeah that could happen so or even riley, if he gets nominated for the norris i think there's riley a good chance he gets guess, nominated. yeah if riley gets nominated for the norris i will oh boy what like someone come up with a suggestion um you have to get a tessa virtue poster and okay. hang it yeah i'm good with that, that i'm good with yes yeah. okay that's right, fine my 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 wager will be if Matthews either gets 50 and 56, which I don't know how he would do. Oh, 50 and 56. <laughs> wow. Okay. He would need some multiple or, games. Or he wins the Rocket, which is probably more likely than getting 50. If you get 50 and 56, you're winning the Rocket. But if he gets, um, if he wins the Rocket, I'm going to grow the, the Matthews stash, the entire playoffs, and for the entire first month of in-person classes, only the Matthews stash. <laughs> I will. And I can, and, and listen, I, if I do it, I have a picture. I can actually grow a pretty competent mustache after about a month. So next year, 
Think about it. Next year in person, you're just never I'll shaving. See, you're just never shaving that I, area. Until, I yeah, will wow. see you all at the RCC <laughs> except for Mr. Kyle Dubis 2.0, and I'll walk <laughs> into your classroom with the the, the Matthew stash. It's gonna look great. That's Holy, my fourth. Okay, that's good. I like that one. I might do that anyways, even <laughs> if he doesn't win the rocket. Because <laughs> I really want to do that. That'd be so funny. That would be fun. And then for Halloween, you could just wear a Matthews jersey and walk around. I have, I have, a Ma- I have two Matthews jerseys, so it's, I think that's going to happen. If they were the Michaela, couple, get a what's, tattoo. What's your outrageous claim? Actually, you too, Evan. What are you doing? They win the cup, I'm good. getting it. If oh, they win the cup, I'm getting it. If they win the cup, I'm getting a tattoo too. Like, I would oh, just do okay. that anyway. But oh, I need it's... actually, like, I need... But I would do that anyway. If JJ Paterka wins the Calder whenever he plays, you get a JJ Paterka face on my rib cage. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what like a crazy thing that I like that I think could happen. Um, it doesn't have to be least related. Like it doesn't. It doesn't have to be, be anything. It could be like yeah. if. If. Oh, if how about Ottawa? Nick, if Ottawa if Nick, makes the playoffs. Oh, oh, it's gone. no, no, no! That's not gonna happen. That's not it's that's possible. Not all right, it's what's possible, the, what's but the it's wager if Ottawa makes the playoff? Get a Stutzler jersey if Ottawa makes the playoffs. Okay, I'll get an Ottawa Senator Stutzler jersey if they make the playoffs because no, it'll you, probably be you have on to, that. You have to post a picture in a Stutzler jersey saying Ottawa is the best team in Ontario. <laughs> oh, my, I, I've officially my converted. Luck, my luck. That's gonna, Leafs are going to finish one. They're going to finish four. If they're going to beat the Leafs. They're going to beat the Leafs, and I'm going to have to post that. Yeah. And I'm... <laughs> Even if the Leafs win, you still have to post it. You have to post. If they make the playoffs, I have to post it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Could you imagine, though, like, they play the Leafs in the first round, and because of this conversation, Ottawa wins. Evan, Evan, I have a wager for you, too. <laughs> okay, what you got? If if Nick Robertson scores 20 goals, you have to get a Robertson jersey and jump in the snow with no clothes on. Limited clothes on, actually. You can wear underwear. With the jersey on. With the jersey on and, like, underwear on. And then you have to jump in a snowbank. You know what? I'll, I'll do that. But as well, I was I was trying to come up with something from a KF. So I, I was. Oh like, yeah, that's but... genius, bro! I would love to come you up have with something. To, okay, from a KF. I'll take you, two. Okay. I'll take two. I'll take two. All right, for for soup, if say he gets say he gets fifteen goals in fifty six games, do you think that's like a decent number? Yeah, I'd say so. It's like twenty. 15 or 20, yeah. I will do this too. We take a picture in a snowbank eating Campbell's soup out of soup, like Campbell's soup oh. bowls. Like, I will find those. I have oh, a mug. Yeah. I have a Campbell's on, soup mug already. They're definitely yeah. on, like, Kijiji or something. Or like, and yeah. the, the caption Ooh. just has to be Ilya Mikhaev. Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. yeah. That'd that. be fun. That'd yeah. be fun, yeah. I would do great. that too. I would, I would do that any day of the week. <laughs> I would do that literally right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably do it anyways. Yeah. If I would sit Thornton outside. Scores no, 20, if Thornton scores 20, I will get no, a custom it. Kyle Dubas jersey. Is this 2004? It has, to, it has to say Brock on the back. It can't even say Kyle Dubas. It has to say Brock. You know Brock what? Sure. If Joel Thornton... Whatever, whatever if Joel, you guys want. Evan, if Joel Thornton scores a hat trick at all... During the season, you have to transfer to Ryerson. I was about to say something along those lines. Like I have to. Say, I, w- I would say I would. I would agree. Oh man! I mean, playing with Marner and Matthews—that's that's too likely. It's three Could backdoor tap- It's not gets, that un- like it's possible. It's three backdoor tap-ins and then um. Wait, actually, you know like, what? You know what? Instead transfer. of transferring, instead of transferring, I have a better. I have a like a less. He has to walk around. Wager. He has to walk around the Brock campus wearing a Ryerson sweater. 
Oh, that no, that's good. That's good. I like that one too. You I was going to say like, you know, the entire campus. I was going to say post something on like all your social media saying like, I know Ryerson is better, but I deliberately chose to go to Brock. Oh, that too. He can post pictures of himself like in front of the Sir Isaac Brock statue. Yeah, and just like if Thorne gets twenty goals or scores a hat trick, I will do. I will do that. Okay. Um, you have you have to you have to just post like I couldn't I couldn't get into Ryerson, so I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's worse. That <laughs> no, exactly. might be worse, and I like I it more. That's I, worse. Like it, I like it more. I like it more. You just gotta be like, I couldn't get it, so I settled. I settled for Brock. You could. Do- they used to have like <laughs> pictures, and they were like outside Brock, and it was like half of Kyle Dubas's face, and then like half of something else. You have to see if they still have those, and take a picture with that and post it. You gotta be like Brock is like that X that you can't get over. Literally. No, Ryerson's like that X that you can't get over. So I had to settle for or Brock. Or you could say, like, I settled for a second-class city and decided to go to Brock. <laughs> no, I can't. No, you can no, just no, tear no, everything no. down in the process. Just be like, yeah, St. Catherine sucks, and I, 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 I should have gone to Ryerson. No, you have to, you have to, you, this is what you have to comment. I didn't know I was going to Brock. I thought it said Rock. <laughs> yes. What? <laughs> what are these? Because, like, I'm just using, like, Brock logic now. Yeah, Brock is pretty bad. Pretty like it has kind of a bad rep when it comes to the, like intellectuals going there. So I know. No offense to anyone that goes to Brock. Yeah, everybody. No everybody I, can, I know goes I, to Brock. I can make more than enough very funny Ryerson jokes. I've heard. Like, I've heard very many stories about Ryerson and interesting things. Oh, especially Ry- from you guys. Ryerson is just a different breed. Like I have seen naked people walking around um, the is, by the that's SLC, not even Ryerson but it's just like that's Toronto. Just, yeah, 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 exactly. Like, Toronto. No one can Toronto. really like hate on Ryerson for that because like Ryerson just happens to be like in the city, and the city is wild. Like you, Ryerson, you go to school and then you have a show when you leave class. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, there's something really going on. And, like, and I love that. I just love that. Perfect. <laughs> Good. So we got all the wagers. We're set. Let's go. Well, we got all our wagers. We got our Leafs predictions out of the way, kind of. We talked a little bit about the lineup, some contracts, and we made fun of Evan's choice in schools. But um, really appreciate every podcast. You just got to make fun of Evan's uh, school choices. But really appreciate Josh, Evan, and Michaela for coming on. Hopefully, the Leafs. Hopefully, the Leafs do exactly what we want them to do and then win a playoff Playoff round. Playoff preview next? Yeah. I mean, in March, maybe, or April, whenever. <laughs> in that March, is, but, obviously, um, yeah. But, but, un- but until then, you're going to have to listen to this one every week just so we can keep up on the wagers. It's been the Intermission Sports. We'll see you guys next time.